Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Dayton, I can't hear a word that he said because I'm missing an ear and now my sunglasses don't fit. But that doesn't matter. August 4th, 7 o'clock, Russell Art Mania at Wells & Co. Beer, food truck, and the best fine art featuring the greatest illustrators and photographer on the planet today. Be there, August 4th, Russell Art Mania. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Craft Brewed Sports. I am Mike, with me as always is my main man Scott. This is Craft Brewed Sports. Scott, ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Michael, you pump and I shall pour. That sounds like a great plan, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good then. How's it going, bud? Another Friday in the books. Yes, sir. Well, almost. We just started, so we're not in the books I mean, it counts once I get off work. (laughs) (laughs) Friday's in the books. Another week. Right. Yeah. The the part of the week that I actually enjoy is here, so it's the weekend. (laughs) Did you have a good week, though, man? It was all right. It went fast. I'll take it. You? Uh, You know, boring sports week again. Yeah. But Baseball almost, dog days. We're of almost summer. through it. We're almost through it. It's like that double IPA from last weekend. <laughs> it just wasn't a double IPA. That was a regular IPA. I'm not talking about on the show. I'm talking about oh, what I texted you oh, about on the yeah. weekend. That double yeah. IPA that was god awful. Yeah, you can the shit out of that one. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't even wash my driveway with it, and I wouldn't. It was disgusting. Oh, shit. <laughs> my buddy Dan swore by it. He's like, oh, this is great, you know, and I thought. It can't be that bad. Uh, it was motor oil. That's rough, man. Motor oil. That's Do not drink rough. Great Lakes Double IPA. <laughs> Hot madness or some BS. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, gross. Well, we got an awesome show uh, lined up for everybody tonight. Uh, we got a guest for those of you checking us out on uh, Facebook. Sitting in with us tonight, uh, artist, beer fan, all around cool dude, Anthony Tank Mansfield. What's How up, doing, guys? Man? How's it going? Oh, dude, I'm excited to be Whoa. here. Anybody that that listens to the show has heard you called out a few times listening in because you you've chime in on the Facebook Live for yeah, us, and, yeah, and drop some uh, some good questions. You had a Yes, Brian Westbrook, a good question. Oh, yeah, about uh, uh, high school athletes. Is it better yeah. to be in one sport or uh, three sports? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of the show, man. This is my Friday night. After me and my wife get done with uh, Suburban Night Date Night, I come home and, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm so trapped in the suburbs now. But <laughs> That's 
how it goes. I know, right? You, you know what I'm talking about. 40-minute 40, 40 drive from here, to, <laughs> from here to the old burbs. Yeah, but, but, but then I go in the studio, do some artwork, and I listen to you guys while I'm working at my desk. So That's awesome, it, It's man. cool to be here tonight. Yeah, uh, for those of you that, that checked out uh, Facebook Live when we were at Fibonacci, Yep. They actually got to see your mural because we were right in yeah, front of the background. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't even know. We just set up. We were like, "That looks fucking cool. Let's set up here and put that in the background." And then <laughs> I, I forgot see that you tank. told me that. And yeah, that mural was fantastic. Yeah, because it's like that's the best spot to set up. It's right there. Like, <laughs> right. That really cool artwork. Because every time we go somewhere, we want to have a backdrop that looks good, and that was easily the best spot in the yeah. place. So yeah, I, I run into Tank, and he's like, "Hey, man, that was cool. That was like I drew that behind you." I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't even say anything during the show. Yeah, me and my uh, uh, my partner Jamie that I work with, we uh, we did that together over the course of a Saturday, and we have a video that is going to come out that shows the entire process from the first brushstroke to the last. So it's going to be a time lapse. Oh, and, dude, that's awesome. And that awesome. should be dropping uh, very soon. That's awesome, man. Yep. Well, uh, we'll be sure to uh, remind us before the end of the show where people can find cool. that because uh, that sounds sweet. Uh, but so you are uh, are you local to Cincinnati? Oh shit! Like, I'm laughing at the comment section. Yeah, uh, Joe Joe shows up and misspells drunk. We think <laughs> we think he is drunk. Then it turns out he got autocorrected. But Cheryl typed drunk wrong too the same exact way <laughs> so joe thought she was making fun of him but turns out nope cheryl got autocorrected too so they're both just sitting there getting autocorrected in the comments section it's a show within a show uh, there you go people if if you're not entertained by us just go read the comments on facebook live good good times uh, so Tank, have you have you lived in Cincinnati your whole life, man? Are you no, you man, a transplant? I'm a transplant. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I grew up in uh, the middle of nowhere in southeastern Ohio for about 20 years, and then I lived in Columbus, and I came down here originally for a teaching job in Hamilton in uh, 2008. Dude, how was? Because uh, you clearly have a, a specific look here. Did you have the same look when you were teaching? Yeah, for sure. What grade were, were you teaching? High school kids, man. It was all right, awesome. good. Then, all right, because that's the perfect like, age for yeah, that. No, yeah, because then they're like, all right, oh, Mr. Tank's cool. Yeah, yeah, no. It was like, actually having sleeves helped me get the job because I, when, I, when, when I went to go shake the principal's hand, she saw that I had sleeves and it was a, it was for a uh, an at-risk school for kids. And, uh, it, no uh, shit. Yeah, man. and so the way that we worked with them was it was uh, there was a visual arts department, uh, there was a music department where kids played in a rock bands, and then there was a dance and theater department and so that's that, awesome dude. yeah well it, here's the deal man like kids just need somebody to connect with like i i'm a huge advocate for sports because of the fact that like it's a way for kids to connect with positive role models that can help help them in life and, yeah. and in some cases give them a father figure or a mother figure and it's the same way with the arts man people um you know might not want to go to school but they love being in art marching band and they bomb with the marching band director or they bomb with the art teacher because they stay after to draw their own comic or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, I, I do think that there should be more of that, of people uh, helping people younger than them to come up and be positive. Well, while we're on the sleeves, I got to ask, did you design everything? Did you lay this all out, or is this just something that you had you and your tattoo artist worked together on, or what? Because uh, it, it obviously was planned out, so it looks really good, and I'm like... Well, some people will just let their artists do whatever, and then other people, ha- you know, plan it out and have ideas for it. So, how did you go about? I probably had somewhere between like fifteen to twenty artists, different artists, work on me throughout, oh, really? throughout my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to. I'm, I'm, 
I don't know if I will ever end up getting a suit, but probably at some point I will just because I'll end up running out of room. Uh, I've only designed two of my tattoos, and they're the shittiest tattoos I have. <laughs> so, That's always how yeah. that goes. You know, like you're, you're 18, you've never gotten a tattoo before. You're like, do this on me. And they're like, That's a bad idea. And I'm like, I drew that in high school. <laughs> they're like, Get in the fucking chair. It's 300 bucks. Like, All right. <laughs> So, so, so after that life lesson, uh, <laughs> after that, it was like, I'm just going to go to the tattoo guy and be like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. And then, you know, they take it from there and they draw their own thing up. Okay. So the, each one has just kind of continued it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You just get like way. a piece and then like throw a background behind it. Gotcha. So as uh, normally what I'll do is, is like, um, um, you know, at, at, like I'll, I'll get enough pieces on one part of my body. And then after that, it's like, okay, then just do like a layer of background. And they'll be either throwing a solid color, like on my legs has like multiple dots and stuff as a connector. Gotcha. Okay. Have you ever thought about, I mean, you're, you're an artist and you've, you've done that. Have you ever thought about getting into tattooing? And- Back when I was in my mid twenties, I, I wanted to, and it just didn't work out. And then uh, now I, I wouldn't want to just because it's like, there's just so many people in that market now. It's just, yeah. it, it's hard. I mean, that Ink Master thing happened and Cat Von D. And then, like, every, you know, like every kid that was me when I was in high school, you know, like came out and was just like, I'm going to be a tattoo artist now. And, you know, it's not as guarded as it once was. We're like back in the 80s and 90s and before then, you know, you. You just couldn't get a hold of a machine, you know, like a professional machine. Whereas now there's websites and stuff that'll sell them to anybody. And, yeah. you know, it's just over flooded the market. I mean, there's still amazing artists out there doing incredible stuff mm-hmm. that have been established for years. And there's people on the come up that are good. But, you know, right now it's like hip hop bands or rock bands or anything else. It's a creative field, stand up comedians, whatever. And there's just so many people in it. And the cream's got to rise to the top. But there's a lot of people in that market. Fucking Chris Nunez ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, is that the guy that looks like? Uh, oh wait, we, 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 oh no, he's not the one that was in Jane's Addiction, was he? No, that's uh, Dave Navarro. Oh fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, fuck Dave Navarro. If you're Dave Navarro and you got that much money, get some decent tattoos. Like, yeah, like, his look awful. Like his whole gimmick is like what? Like I'm a vampire that got tattooed in a bathroom. Like what is your fucking deal? Well, I would never trust an artist whose own tattoos look like shit. That would so immediately bad. be like, All he's, right, not well, even, he's not even an artist. Like, Dave Navarro is just like, that's the guy they got. They were like, you got tattoos. You could just fucking host it. Whatever. We'll get real tattoo artists to judge with you, but you're just yeah. like, yeah, you've gotten tattoos, so that qualifies. Yeah, they're like, hey, C-level Johnny Depp, get over here and host the show. <laughs> C-level? Wow. Uh, so you're obviously a big artist. Now, a lot of uh, kids who are into art aren't necessarily into sports, but you are a, a sports yeah, fan too. Did you play anything growing up? Yeah, I, um, well, around eight, around sixth grade, I figured out I wasn't really good at any sport that involved me catching or throwing a ball. So I got out of baseball. <laughs> that didn't work. I was not good at that. And then like, uh, my freshman year of high school, my dad talked me into going out for wrestling. He's like, you'll be great. And I was like 189, but I was like 189 fat kid freshman year versus like 189 <laughs> seniors. So like yeah. the entire season, just me getting the fuck kicked out of me every match. And you know, like, like it's in the winter, you're not seeing light at all. Like, cause you're going to school in the morning, you're getting a wrestling practice and that you never see light for the entire winter. Oh. You're losing every match. I'm like going to my parents. I'm like, can I quit? They're like, Oh, you can't quit. This is character building. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Depression is cool. Uh, Tyson just texted me, and uh, uh, you get, her, you get yeah. your weekly Tyson update. No, it's a little bit more intricate than usual. Oh, okay. I can't watch this week since I'm on vacation, but I wanted to call your attention to the fact that Mike is white and is also a motherfucker. <laughs> Be sure to remind him of those facts, won't you? 
You've now been reminded that you are Thanks, indeed Tyson. a white motherfucker. I wasn't sure about that, but uh, I appreciate you calling it to my attention, man. I Carry never, on. I never oh, noticed it till now. <laughs> the motherfucker part I noticed immediately. Yeah, the well, you can smell it. You can wine. smell the motherfucker on him within yeah. a five foot margin. You're That's like the, one of the first things I noticed about him. You got red hair and you're a motherfucker. Yeah, good to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's accurate. Uh, uh, all right, man. Well, before we get too far into what you came here to talk about today, let's uh, let's talk about the beer that we're drinking. Cool, because uh, Tank is also a big beer fan. Uh, <laughs> instantly, when I met Tank, we just bonded because I was like, "Oh, you're a cool dude, and you like beer. This, this is going to be a, a fucking good friendship here." It doesn't take well. much for you, huh? <laughs> nope, that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, you, you got, like you like beer too? Me too. All right, you, we're friends. You like beer, and you've got a panel van. <laughs> oh, cool! I'll ride with you. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah, well, uh, I would be the easiest kid to kidnap. <laughs> hey, man, I got whiskey and beer. Cool. What do I gotta do? I gotta suck dick. Um, mm, what kind of whiskey is it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I just went there before you did. So That's anyway, why. we're drinking. Yeah, I told. Actually, it really was. I, I know. Dick sucking was coming up. I you. knew it was. Wait, I know wait, you. wait, wait. What? What is the level for whiskey? The dick sucking. Like, is it a Johnny Walker at least, or is it no. just like? Jim- I mean, it, oh, it would have God. to be better than Johnny Walker. Does it have like, to at least come in a glass bottle? Wait, what's it better would, than Johnny Walker? Dude, there's all kinds. I'm of I'm a whiskey novice, so uh, I Johnny mean Johnny Walker. Walker is, Johnny Walker is good, but they're like uh, Middleton. Very rare is a, a good whiskey. That's from Ireland. Uh, have you ever had Middleton? No, I'm I'm, I'm not classy. No, no. That's a I good don't one. even. I don't really like whiskey, so that's that's the first thing. But I <laughs> I do know the name Johnny Walker, and I've yeah. had it before. Johnny Walker's great. I was gonna I mean, say, yeah, I like Johnny. Walker. But I'm not gonna suck a dick for Johnny Walker. <laughs> All right, okay. well, there's the there's the line. There's the line. The old dick sucking yeah. line. <laughs> All right, moving on. Anyways, this week's beer. Uh, this week we we're continuing IPA uh, fest. It's not even a month anymore. I don't even know what we're doing with IPA. We just and we're just keep drinking, drinking them until IPAs we we're blue in the face. Until we forget that we're do- drinking IPAs. This week uh, we have Bell's Two Hearted Ale on the show. Uh, <laughs> this is this was a suggestion from Tank. This is one of Tank's favorite beers, and actually. Just won the 2017 Homebrewers Association uh, as the number one beer in America. It beat out Scott's favorite beer, Pliny the Elder. It is. I'm already. <laughs> I'm just going on record already as saying it's kicking Pliny the Elder in the dick. <laughs> that beer sucked, and it will never stop sucking. I don't care how many awards it won. That beer was not good. Cheryl said you like Smirnoff. Ice, I so. saw it. I just. I just shook my head. If she's watching the video, which I'm assuming she is, she saw me shake her. That was for. That was for you and your comment. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Bell's brewed in Comstock, Michigan. Um, so. A little bit closer to home than Pliny, much more readily available. If you're is Pliny California? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and they don't distribute. Nope. Like they pretty much just sell in their they, tap room and like a little bit. I, I've, outside. Heard, I've heard of Denver being able to get some of it, but it's like it, it's okay. the kind of deal where it's like, oh yeah, you got to show up here once a week. For Did we have it shipped to us? Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah no, we had you it didn't because that would be illegal. No. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was uh, hand delivered from somebody. Nobody shipped it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, they, somebody drove across country. Doubt it. <laughs> no, somebody totally shipped that to us. Uh, oh, stop it! You get all the appreciation with your get off the cross. Anyway, go ahead. 
what the fuck just happened? Cheryl, oh. after the comment about her smearing off ice, I get no you're, appreciation. You're like having a conversation I know. without us knowing the other side of it. You can look at it. It's anyways, right there in front of you. anyways, Bell's Too Hearted. It's an IPA, 7.0% ABV, so it's got a nice little kick to it. Uh, initial impressions, I've had it before, and I, I liked it, so it's it's going down smooth tonight. It's kicking Pliny the Elder in the dick. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. this We'll see how it holds up. But <laughs> it's off to a so, strong start. When I saw that they had won uh, the, the Homebrewers Association, I was looking at it, and Tank and I actually had a conversation about it this week. So Bells has been number two to Pliny the Elder for years now. Yep. And, it was uh, Pliny the Elder number one, Bells number two since 2014. 2014 was the last time that Bells won and Pliny was in second. And then prior to that, 2010, 2011, 2012, it was always Pliny number one, Bells number two. So this is considered like the first or second best IPA, or first or second best beer in the country. Yeah. And I, a lot of people. I didn't even know that this was an IPA, but I told you before the show, I always see this on the show. The reason I would never, ever have picked it up is because of the awful packaging. Just the <laughs> picture of the fish, the green, the orange. Houses, I've, I always see it and think, I don't want to ever try that beer because so it's, it's god-awful packaging. It's I named for it the Two-Hearted River in Michigan. There's a, it's like a big popular river in Michigan. I saw the big, ugly fish. It does have a big old fish face on it. <laughs> it's, it's not a beer that you would grab based off even, of looks. Even the cat's got like a big old <laughs> trout looking at you. If this was a girl at the bar, it'd have good personality. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that when your friends are setting you up, it's like, she's sweet. She, she's yeah, real sweet. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a good heart. <laughs> Too hard. <laughs> Zing. I like it. Uh, but I'm liking it so far. This beer is uh, is pretty good. Tank, I know how you feel about this one since it's one of your favorites. Yeah, dude. Every like any time, it's like, oh, I, I need a beer at a bar. This is a solid go to if I if there's nothing else on tap that I know of or I'm not sure of. Too hearted is always a safe bet. Always delicious. They do a great job putting this beer together. All right. Well, you guys can stick around to find Wait, out if real we... quick before we go farther. Yeah. Have we had a Bell's before? Or no. No, we have not had Bell's yet. Drink more Bell's. The only Bell's I've ever had is Bell's over. Oberon's a good Oberon. beer. That's Oberon's and I love Oberon. Yeah. Ooh, Hop Slam. Don't know that I've ever had. Hop you know, Slam. you know, Scott hasn't yeah. had Hop Slam. I don't. I might this have year, though. though. I might have though this because a, a buddy of mine is super obsessed with uh, Bell's Oberon, and so he's always like handing me these beers and whatever. And so that sounds familiar. I can't remember if I ever actually had it though. He also it's like Dragon's Milk too. Uh, that, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, is that a that's Bells? not Bell's. No, I don't no. That's that. um, that's that's gross. That's yeah. New Holland. It's just yeah. another one of the ones that I'm thinking of. He's really obsessed with, and it's like Dragon's Milk, Bell's Oberon, and there was one other one, but I got you. Yeah, it, uh, Bell's actually Hop Slam came in the top ten in that uh, home brewers vote as well. I enjoy some Hop Slam, but I will always uh, put Fathead's Hop Juju above it. That is by far my favorite. Yeah. Uh, of, of the IPA double IPA seasonals that comes out every year. I I don't know if I've had Hop Juju. Uh, I mean, and you were nice enough to bring us some fatheads. We will probably do a guest beer later on in the show too, uh, to, just to make Scott feel like shit. But uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry about that. <laughs> uh, before so we glad get to have you. Thanks for coming on. Before we, <laughs> before we get into upper deck, though, Joe has an idea for us uh, for a T-shirt that we can sell for Craft Root Sports. Uh, it just says Scotty says I C E on it. <laughs> Let's get into upper deck, shall we? <laughs> 
Which, this is a good time to remind you and Joe that Upper Deck, as always, is brought to you by Audible.com. <laughs> Fans of Craft Root Sports can get a free 30-day trial membership to Audible, complete with a free audiobook <laughs> download. Even if you cancel the membership within the 30 days, you can still keep the audiobook. To get that free audiobook and test out the Audible service, go to audibletrial.com slash craftrootsports. It's audibletrial.com slash craftrootsports. Or go to our website, craftrootsports.com. Click the Audible Trial link in the menu bar. They're firing us after that read. That was the worst read. They and can, we've said fuck in that read. They before. can thank Joe for that. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Anyway. Uh, alrighty. Uh, question for you guys. How do you know when you have too much money? I would never know. I've never come that Never close. had that problem? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I don't, no, and I don't anticipate when, having that When you don't have to either. contemplate sucking dick for whiskey. That's, <laughs> that's when you have too much money. When you don't have to ask the question, <laughs> what would you, you know, how would you know if you had too much money? Well... I can tell you one way that you would know that you have too much money. When you can afford a diamond earring worth $10,000. Good luck. And how do you really know when you have too much money? Ah, when you lose that diamond earring in a lake and you have to hire a dive team to find it. That's fucking uh, unreal. And that's what happened to the uh, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, Julio Jones, who was jet skiing on Lake Lanier, a large reservoir north of Atlanta, which I didn't even know existed. I didn't know that either. Yeah. All right, cool. There's reservoirs <laughs> north of Atlanta, y'all. Uh, Jones hit the boat's wake and tumbled in the water. When he came up, he realized that one of his earrings was gone. Dumb fuck. Who wears $10,000 earrings while they're jet skiing? Who wears ten thousand dollar earrings outside of the house? That's true. Like I would, but you know what I'd be doing? Not jet skiing. Yeah. If I wore ten thousand dollar earrings, I'd wear fucking earmuffs over top of it to make sure nobody could get to my ten thousand dollar earrings. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> at any rate, he realized that one of his earrings was gone, and then Jones says it's worth ten thousand dollars. So what? What do you do when it's worth ten thousand dollars? You hire a dive team to go find it. Uh, the problem with that is the lake is 65 feet deep, and it's pitch black at the bottom, which most, most lakes tend to be because they're murky. Um, and according to the dive team, at least, uh, they it was covered with trees that had been cut down and allowed to fall just into the reservoir. Uh, when asked about it, one diver said... It's down in the crevices and nooks and crannies. It's impossible, absolutely impossible. <laughs> now, what I heard was that this dive team actually cost more than the... I'm sure it you know, did. Yeah, it cost more for the dive team than it did for the earrings. You which... brought in a dive team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're stupid enough to wear $10,000 earrings, then whatever kind of happens, happens. You know right? that I dive mean... team got that call, too, and they were like, yeah, we'll totally do that. Uh... We could find it probably, if knowing remember, full damn well yeah, that, that the shit dive was team, gone. Though. I mean, don't you keep it if you find it? Oh yeah. I mean, there's no oh, doubt. Yeah. My oh, mind. wasn't down there. Whoops, sorry, man. Yep. No, don't. Mm. It may have been murky, but that bitch would have been shining. <laughs> I'd have been yep. right into the old swim. <laughs> do gear. they do they make pockets in scuba gear? They would have <laughs> made one on mine. You can buy a lot of snorkels with that, <laughs> right? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. What, so what a great way to stupid. be. To, to waste money if you're rich. This wow. reminds me of seeing the story earlier today. Did you see where the uh, guy bought a Lamborghini, drove it off the lot, had it for an hour, and <laughs> an wrecked hour? it? Yeah, wrecked the Two, $200,000 Lamborghini. Yeah. One hour wrecked it. <laughs> Completely totaled. You know that guy got off that lot and was like, I'm going to fucking open this bad boy up. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Too much power. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this. <laughs> Done. God. I 
I just don't understand how you even think it's a smart idea to hire a dive team. Like the, I don't understand why it's a smart idea to wear ten thousand. No, you're right. Earrings. You're right. But even after that, like, oh yeah, I'll get guys. But the, to- yeah, that's what I said. If you do, you, you're like, all right, this was dumb, but I mean. It happened. You know what I'll never do again? Wear $10,000 earrings on an adventure like this. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of chalk it up as an L. Not hire a dive team. <laughs> Compounding the loss. Joe is correcting us. It's 150000 for the earring. Sorry, Joe. Oh, Apparently, See, I thought the number was wrong, but I also thought that the dive team was one hundred and fifty, and that the earrings were 100000 I don't know. Well, I, either way, it's too much fucking money. It's a lot. Going around. Yeah, that's a lot. Once you get past $10, it was stupid to wear. Dumb. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so let's talk about technology because I'm a big fan. For a short time this week, Google came through with one of the greatest troll jobs that I've ever seen in internet history. <clears throat> if you typed who owns the New York Jets or Jets owner into any Google search, whether it's your phone or your, uh, your computer, the results that came back was Tom Brady's name with his picture. <laughs> 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 I know you don't like him, but Tom Brady is 23-7 and seven in his career against the Jets. He's thrown for 44 touchdowns and only 13 interceptions. So, in a way, he owns the Jets. Yeah. He does no, own I the get Jets. the joke, but F Brady. But here's the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, once, <laughs> it, once it started to go viral, Google was like, what the fuck is this? And they, they corrected the issue and won't comment on it. So, nobody knows how that happened. They oh, just, I hope uh, somebody hacked Google. That'd be even better. I don't think it. I, I don't think that anybody hacked it, that, and Google won't say how it it came about. But something triggered Google to say, "Yeah, Tom Brady owns the Jets." Yeah. <laughs> I I just love. I feel that. like we need to look into this further. <laughs> Maybe divert some funds somewhere. Oh yeah, all our. We need to figure this out. <laughs> there, there, there's. A, I'm not talking about us. Let's get Julio Jones. To yeah, Julio Jones money. has funds to divert <laughs> to figuring this out. He can get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Unlike the lake, ah, no, they could get to the bottom. They just couldn't right. see shit. Yeah, it's, it's definitely just some dude with a hacker named Sully from from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Who owns the Jets? Brady, bitch. Yeah, Park uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is like when people change other people's Wikipedia pages, but just on a much bigger yeah, scale. scale. Yes. <laughs> That also only lasts for like 10 minutes. Yeah, well, because then somebody else goes in and corrects yeah, it. Right. He's like, he does not like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody else is like, yes, he does. And then the whole Wikipedia page is just, Tom Brady likes dicks. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. I've never actually seen when that happens. I, I mean, you always hear about it. but, but And then I go to the page after I hear about it, and by then it's back to normal. I've never seen I know, that's these what... Wikipedia pages get out of hand and all sorts of changes happen. Yeah, I guess there was one time I must have logged in, and it wasn't anything that went viral, but I was reading something on Wikipedia for somebody, and I'm reading, I'm like, that's not right. That's written, and you know, that's <laughs> somebody being a smartass. It was Obvious, but it, I don't remember. I can't remember for the life of me. I what couldn't. It was. I couldn't find this, and I thought for sure it was like a fake. Like yeah. somebody just tweeted it, and it went viral. But apparently, it really happened. So well, now I'm wondering, like, how many college kids get fucked per year where they uh, got to do some kind of a report? <laughs> and they, tell they always site, told us, yeah, that. yeah, they, don't, they'll use Wikipedia, don't use Wikipedia, and then some kid does, and they're like, "No, George Washington never lived in the Bonerdick Castle." Like, 
That was not a thing. Well, I also feel like you got to be a little bit smarter than that. I mean, you can use Wikipedia. You just got to know when your facts are completely out. You can use Wikipedia. Just don't cite Wikipedia. Cite the sources that they cite. Right. And then nobody knows. Is that how you get through college? That, that actually I mean, is I, how I didn't graduate I college, it. but yes, that's how I would have gotten through <laughs> had how, I graduated. That's how I used it. I did that exact same thing. Like, There's sources right here. I'll just use that. <laughs> Thank you for my bibliography. Be right. Wikipedia. <laughs> Not only did I copy from Wikipedia, I copied my bibliography from Wikipedia. Bibliographies were harder to do than the damn report. Oh, and those different layouts. Yeah, yeah, that's some bullshit. Man. Which format do you want? I just want to put the book's name and the author. <laughs> I'll even give his last name first, but I ain't doing the rest of that shit. Man, fuck English. <laughs> Joe said he's gonna make a craft root sports wiki page. <laughs> I hope so. Oh god, I don't know what I want oh, to see. Please that. do it. I would love it. Oh my god, I would love that. Somebody made a craft. I don't even care what they put in there. No, don't say oh, that. that. That's just opening. You the just gates. opened up Pandora's oh, box. Thanks. Challenge. Challenge. Oh no, I care what you put. I will monitor that shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we debated. This much is of- Scott. Nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> we debated much of last season whether or not political uh, stands were a major contributing factor in the ratings decline in the NFL. And while I still argue that it's mostly because of the shitty, terrible play that's been going on for the last few few years, along with the piss poor rules that nobody can understand, and that the refs can ever correctly call, <laughs> a uh, poll conducted by JD Power sh- showed that the national anthem protests were indeed the number one reason that people didn't tune in. More than nine thousand two hundred people were polled, and twenty six percent of those who watched fewer games said that the political stands took a toll on their viewership. Twenty four percent said that it was. <clears throat> due to the uh, off the field issues stemming from domestic violence problems, or that's with game, more likely, yeah, or with game delays, including penalties. Twenty percent blamed excessive commercials, which we talked about, uh, yeah. recently. And uh, but actually, if you looked into the story, the numbers are uh, actually not what they seem to be. Uh, Jimmy Trania of Sports Illustrated found that, quote, the problem with this is that at the bottom of the story, it's revealed that only 12% of the 9,200 people surveyed said that they watched fewer games. So that's the first thing. You only have, <laughs> you only have 12% of the people saying they watched fewer games. Everybody else said they watched I'm more. I'm not tuning in. Or they watched the I same watched amount. I watched the same amount. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the quote goes on to say that uh, in 2000, well, that was in 2016. So that means that 26% of the 9,200 people surveyed said that they watch fewer games. That means that 26% of the 12% watch fewer games because of Kaepernick. <laughs> I'm not a math wizard, but I'm pretty sure that's not exactly a massive amount. On top of that, 27% of those surveyed said that they watch more NFL games in 2016, but that was also buried further down in the story, end yeah. quote. So basically, it's a bunch of funny math. Also, this was a blind survey. And so imagine if you're a blind server, you got a bunch of people that would say, oh, yeah, you know, this is a good time for me to make a political stance or make myself look better. I totally didn't watch because of that damn yeah. Kaepernick and all those knee-bending fucks. Like, I'm American, man, so I, yeah. Here's, but it turns out that really it's only 12% of the reason, max. Here's my question about this. Like, the people who are sharing this study being like, see, see, fucking America. This <laughs> go Trump, mega, whatever. Like they're they're also the same ones that are like, you're gonna listen to polls. Poll said Hillary Clinton was gonna win. And right. Like, Wait, you're you're quoting a poll. Like you can't well. you can't quote a poll and then say another one is bullshit. Like it just does the show that 
any polls can show whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, if you could skew the data and the results. You're already hiccuping, man. This is going to be a rough night. No, that wasn't because of the beer. That was just because I didn't breathe for a second. <laughs> anyway, so polls can do whatever you want. And then you can manipulate the data even further from whatever you get from That's the That's what I don't you understand. You how want. you can, like, if it should totally throw off the numbers. As soon as whoever is conducting that poll sees, oh, I watched the same number, but I also said that I watched less because of this, it should invalidate that survey like they've got they've got the poll set up correctly to catch errors but then they're not reporting it correctly dude rednecks aren't gonna stop watching football right i mean let's right. just get to yeah. the point well here. that's exactly. the bottom line the, the the high holy day of inhaling as many bud light and bud light limes as you can while eating <laughs> deep fried meats covered in cheese are you kidding me? They're going to give that up. What, 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 what are they going to do? Not on this. Not in this lifetime. That's for sure. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to take up. We're working with skull cans. Like what the fuck? Like they're not going to give up the NFL. This is very true. But I again, think, I, there was I mean, there was a decline, and I, I still I maintain that it was because of the. And this was just for me. Maybe it's just for me. But I've got a. A, a pretty big group of friends that also said, "Yeah, I mean, it just wears on you the fact that these rules are fucking lame, lame. and yeah. the, the the refs can't get things right. You know, the replays happen and they still get calls wrong, and just the quality in the last like ten years is steadily gone yeah. down to the point where yeah. you're like, what are we watching? What what is this anymore? It's not the same football. That I we're think used most to people. Anymore. I think most people can agree they're not watching as much football, and it's because people aren't watching the other games that are on. Like they may have them on in the background, but not right. pay attention. They'll watch their team. They will sit down and watch their team and watch that intently. That's been me for I'll, I'll, the I'll, last. I'll five check on my years fantasy guys. Yeah, people may pop in and, and do that, but even that, I feel like it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll check on it later. There's nothing you could do once the game starts anyway. But I feel so. like I was a, I am still maybe even a key demographic for NFL viewership, and I used to sit down at noon, and this is after watching the first three hours prior to that of pregame, sit down at noon and one and watch all the way until the end of the 8 o'clock game. Right. Yeah. That was me every Sunday for years. And then slowly I started dialing it back and yeah. dialing back. And now that's me. I well, watch the 49ers and everybody else in between and there. And I think yeah. I don't pay attention to I think to there's a little all. bit too like uh, our, our I guess, generation would be the way to put it, is one of those last generations that came up watching football where it wasn't this horrible, scary thing. And we'll talk about the CTE study a yeah. little bit later on. But everybody that's coming up behind us is turned off of football anyways. So... Now that the generations are getting older and they're not paying as much attention, they're just going to point to whatever. Yeah, yeah, I stopped watching because of that. That's bullshit. Yeah, but it's, it's again, not necessarily... It's just because you wouldn't... Even if that never happened, the numbers would have been down, I think. Yeah, you could have make up I think people just are reason. pointing to that. Well, it, it's oversaturated and it's also like all the other entertainment that's out there now with the internet. Like... Hulu, Netflix, video yeah. games. I mean, there's just so much stuff for your entertainment dollar you can look at right now. And it's really hard to give up an entire Sunday to football. Right. And, and, and do that for like four or five months in a row. Like, yeah. Eventually, it just wears on you. How many people? And college the... football on Saturdays. Yeah, I agree. And I love college football. Oh, but even I love now, some I'm, college football. Even now, even I'm like. Even though you root for a terrible team. Uh, yeah, they're awful. That. They're yeah. awful. I will, I will admit they're pretty shitty. Uh, as long as we're all in agreement. <laughs> Uh, so Notre Dame sucks. Consume, consume, consume. All right, triple consume. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, 
I don't know. The other thing, too, that's not mentioned in this study, too, is how many of those people have cut cable to where they're not... Well, like, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. You only get one game when your local team is playing, and then the other game you get a choice... Actually, I don't think you do. You just well, get no, the you other don't get side. A choice. Well, you get their choice. Well, in yeah. the network's choice. In the NFL tickets got so jacked like this year. So I always went to a Tap House Grill uh, in Montgomery to watch the Sunday ticket because I'm a Browns fan. And, you know, I can't get anything local. And that you're going to talk shit to me about cheering for Notre Dame and you're a Browns fan. I am a, I, I, I'm a Browns Two fan. Two different sports. <laughs> I'll allow it. But, thank you, Scott. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, but I went there this year and I, I I walked up on opening day. You know, first game of the season. I went to go in and I'm like, hey, can I get you know near one of the, uh, the Browns TVs? And uh, they're like, we don't have the ticket this year. I'm like, what what? And they're like, they, wow. they they outpriced us. They're like, we we couldn't afford it. I mean, this was like the, their whole yeah. business was built around the NFL ticket. Right. But because of like, it's not like if you and I get the NFL ticket. Like if you're a bar and you get like a pay per view right. or an NFL ticket, you're not paying for like a like you know like a thousand dollars for the year or whatever it is to get the NFL ticket for yourself you're paying that per head in your restaurant your restaurant or your bar right. can hold right which is insane it's, yeah it's, it's crazy mad money. I didn't realize that until this week when somebody brought that up on, on one of the sports things about the Mayweather fight yeah, yeah. Dude. and showing it in a theater that they would have to pay per head per and I'm head, like yeah. wait what that, that's like when they had the uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight and Lachey's was one of the only bars in the city of Cincinnati to have it was because they were willing to pay the fee for it because they just opened and because Nick Lachey was nuts. like, I'm going to make it rain in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I can imagine why bars would say, fuck it, we're not doing something. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. You'll get, you get your Bengals game and right. whatever other yeah. games. We'll get your local team TV. in. That's and it. Good because, luck. because who else are you getting in besides that? I mean, right. yeah. and, and, and You're it, not getting enough fans in from other teams to justify it. You, you don't get that many people either. like me who are willing to go out and, and watch the sadness of the Browns every week. And if, you're, and, 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 and if you're a Steelers fan, your team's actually good enough to make like Monday Night Football and Sunday Night right. Football yeah. and shit <laughs> yeah. like that. So, who the fuck is showing up to your restaurant to watch this shit? Right. Right. Oh, man. Joe's chiming in. Brown's rule. We also got a couple people. Davis joined the He's joined the Facebook Live. What's up, Davis? Thanks up? for tuning in, man. Ferris is uh, is in the, the live stream. Hey, Ferris. Happy birthday to Truly. Ten years old, man. How does, how does that feel, Scott? You feel old about that? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel old off a lot of things, but that just added to the list. Uh, moving on here. So we, we talked a little bit about um, some proposed MLB rules to shorten the game a couple weeks ago. And uh, one of the things that the MLB was looking at was shortening commercial breaks. And at the time, we said... What's that really going to do? There's there's right. not that much to trim no. off in commercial breaks in baseball. Um, so they tried it this week. The MLB actually did it with the Cardinals and the Rockies game. They experimented with shortening the commercial breaks. They played the game with one minute and 45 second breaks in between innings instead of the standard 205 that they have for regional broadcasts. I think for national broadcasts, it's like 225 or something like that. But two I never... I'd never paid attention to the time in between innings. Right. It, it's not yeah. a long commercial break for people yeah. to really realize. Unless you're at the game, that's when it really feels like, okay, what the... Come on. Yeah, let's fucking because go. they got like the thing where the rosy red races yeah, you know, exactly. on the screen. It's the like, Skyline okay. Chili Shuffle. But they did it uh, this week with the Cardinals and Rockies. They went 145 in between. The game lasted three hours and 11 minutes, which is six minutes longer than the average MLB game so far this year. <laughs> Whoops. So, 
that doesn't really do anything. But we talked about it before. Even if you shorten that break 20 seconds, if you shorten that 20 seconds, because they still need to come out. The pitcher still wants to warm up. Yeah. He still wants to throw a couple. Yeah. You got to get too much going on. You got to get the guys off the field. You got to get the other team onto the field. You really don't have a lot of time to shorten there. So yeah. even if you shorten it 20 minutes or 20 seconds per break, you're shortening the game like seven minutes possible. That's it. That's all you're doing. So this is really a Which pointless is negligible gesture. When you're yeah. there for three. When hours. you're talking a three-hour thing, yeah, it's like oh seven. Oh man, I can't wait to take the seven minutes and seven minutes less. I sat in traffic. All right, Woo! baseball's in trouble, boys. Like, that's, all, that's all there it's is to rough. it. I mean, yeah. I, I get that it'll live on in Cincinnati just because of the tradition and stuff. But as far as a national sport, I mean, that shit came out what back in the day, like like eighteen seventeen. Did they even have fucking electricity then? And now we got oh. like Tony Hawk and nine hundreds and kickflips and shit. They didn't have that back in the day. <laughs> I like that that's how they, they justify it. Yeah, back in the day, they didn't have Tony Hawk. So now we're fucked. <laughs> it's just a bunch of, it's Rob Manfred and a bunch of people sitting around. What the fuck are we going to do to combat Tony Hawk? Let's get Tony Hawk to come to the games and do some kickflips yeah. during commercial breaks. We gotta join them. Can't beat them. Fuck it. Just put a half pipe out in the outfield. Right fielder's it... gotta. Right fielder's gotta do an ollie before he can get it. That would make it super interesting. It's like in Houston when they had that hill in yeah. center field. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, oh no, you gotta do a, a nine thirty or whatever. I don't know. What, anyways, moving on. <laughs> yep. Drink your beer. <laughs> Jesus. All right, well, here's my favorite story of the week. Uh, last night, and obviously we're always recording on Fridays for the most part, uh, so last night on Thursday the Yankees won their game, uh, but that's not really the story. Nobody gives a shit. Brett Garner, he'll walk off home run in the 11th, blah, blah, blah. But there was a casualty in the celebration. Home run derby champion and current beneficiary of ESPN dick riding, A. Aaron <laughs> Judge, chipped a tooth in the celebration at home plate. You done fucked up, A. Aaron. <laughs> uh, not sure exactly how it happened. Uh, you can watch the replays, and somehow a helmet hits him in the face. Oh, shit. And it, it must have been Brett Gardner's helmet because he had taken it off and rolled it to home plate. But it somehow got. But you can't exactly see. Who? No, I yeah, I don't know whose it was. It was yeah. somebody wearing it. He because he's so fucking tall. He's so much taller but than everybody else. No, but else. When, if you watch it though, there's nobody underneath the helmet. Like it's it was uh, the the theory was that Aaron Judge had picked up the helmet and he was holding it behind oh, him. Oh, and somebody and when bumped Brett it. Gardner jumped up, mm, he, he gotcha. came up and hit him, and it hit him back in the mouth. Like that. <laughs> that's the only logical thing. But it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> Who cares? Uh, so he awesome. chipped a tooth. Nothing serious. Just a chipped tooth. He's fine. But fuck him. His toothless. He went to the dentist today. Did he? Yeah. He was in the lineup, though. No. Oh. I mean, good, good that he was in the lineup. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I saw the story, uh, they they said that his tooth had come out, so I thought he like had jacked it all the way out. Oh. Uh, but if it was just chipped, it's like, mm. all right. Yeah. No, I know. It sounded much more exciting when you see the headline and then you read on. It's like, oh, he got it patched up today but there's all kinds of shit like that that celebration at home plate after a walk-off or the celebration wherever it, that after people a get hurt yeah. people get way. hurt all the fucking time didn't somebody blow out a knee jumping yes. on oh, home yeah. plate doing that totally. uh molina yes one of the molinas yeah when he played for arizona yeah exactly like yeah. tore his knee up and was done for the year i like jumping at home plate. i like when people get hurt and then the next day that when there's a walk-off the team's all like gently yeah. cheer at home plate that's yeah. always my favorite <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's a weird story, but all right. Uh, here's my favorite story of the week. Uh, this one happened during an absolute blowout this week. So Miami was up 18-6 to over the Rangers. It's the bottom of the eighth inning. Did you see this? No. Oh, my God. 18-6? 18-6 to in the bottom of the eighth inning. So Damn. Complete blowout. Uh, Adrian Beltre. 22 runs and 22 hits. Marlins. What's Marlins ended up with 22 runs Holy and 22 shit. hits. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. The Marlins? Yeah, the Marlins. Uh, yeah, and, and the Rangers are like trying to make moves to... to well, because they're technically four games back of a wild card. Like, right. They're within shouting they're distance. Still, yeah. Marlins are way out both sides. Yeah. They can't win the division or the wild card, but theory, the Rangers are still in it. Right, exactly. Well, uh, Adrian Beltre got ejected. At, at that point in the game, down 18-6, bottom of the eighth with two outs. And here's why he got ejected. So he's warming up. Uh, he's he's on deck, and he's, like, swinging. And the first base umpire tells him to get back in the on-deck circle. Okay. So Beltre picks up the on-deck circle and drags it to where he was standing <laughs> and then gets in the on-deck circle and keeps warming up and got tossed. What a fucking dick move. And I love it. I was like, I love Adrian Beltre after this. Such an awesome First of all, you didn't love Adrian Beltre before? He's done a lot of things that are very funny. I've just never really cared. I've been just, it's like, oh, yeah, he's just there. I've always enjoyed Adrian Beltre. But watching this, I mean, he said after the game he wasn't even trying to be funny. (laughs) He wasn't even trying to be a dick. He said... He doesn't like standing where the actual yeah, thing cause, is because people get hurt and right. whatnot. And he was just moving to where he was standing because he thought, all right, well, dude wants me to stand on it. I'll stand on it. Like, and I watched him. <laughs> I watched him. He wasn't, he wasn't pulling a like, Right, he wasn't being he wasn't a watching dick him with he, his, yeah. a big old smile on his face. Like He literally just grabbed it, pulled it over, kept going about his day. <laughs> So the ref or the ump got a, a little overzealous. I feel like I, think I mean the, it's the, it's the been the ump, ump show week. Yeah. yeah, the ump's initial reaction is ah, he's trying to be a smart ass, toss him, but he didn't even bother to look. He didn't even he just right. saw it and thought, F, get out of here, you're being a dick. Yeah. So, so he's basically like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, where he just takes everything literally. <laughs> yeah. In this moment, he did. He just took it literally. Fair enough. <laughs> I love it. I thought that was. Uh... That was such a good story from this week. I just like to see, especially when you're down 18 to 6. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? Fuck it. What? And that umpire's a All dick. the more reason. But that's like last night in the game with Toronto. Yeah. Three yeah. players ejected in less than a minute. Right. Yeah. Ump show week, man. Ump it's ump show, show week. week. <laughs> if you're down 18 to 6, you should be allowed to drink in the dugout. Like, I feel like that should be a rule. You should be allowed to drink on the field. You should just be able to be a fucking... I said they just go off of Little League rules. Mercy, that shit. Just yeah, that's go true. Home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking... Well, and- After seventh inning, beer stale stop. Everybody go home. You gotta leave. Game's over. They're not coming back. That's true. <laughs> That's what somebody said about this one, too. They were like, all these people stuck around just to see Beltre hit. Because he's close to 3,000 hits. Oh, nice. He, True. He's not quite there yet. I think when he got ejected, he was four hits shy. Wow. Is so he people, that close? Yeah. So people, this is the quietest dude. to 3,000 yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people I knew are, he was coming into this season close, but he's four hits away. I'm pretty I sure I haven't heard a close. damn yeah, thing no. about it uh, since the season started. I'm pretty sure he's that close. I could be mistaken. but I, 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 They put up a counter when people are like 100 away. Right. <laughs> You're telling me he's four away and I'm not even I'm just now finding out on our show? Where the hell Breaking is ESPN News on, Where the hell is ESPN on that one? 
Too busy talking about A.A. Ron. Baseballreference.com. Uh, Adrian Beltre, 2,996 hits as of Friday night at 10.20 p.m. Who's this fucking agent? <laughs> they said the agents weren't to report it on TV, though. Where, where is anybody on this? I mean, I mean, 3,000 hasn't become that. When Ichiro was getting 3,000 just, what, two years ago? It was still a big to do. I mean, three thousand is not three thousand hasn't yeah, no, turned 3, into five hundred home runs where right. we're just like, yeah, whatever, yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, 3, this is still 3, a big deal. How the fuck is he four hits away? And I'm not breaking even story about here this. at CBS. This one, uh, Upper Deck, brought to you as always by AudibleTrial.com and by Adrian Beltre's three thousandth hit. Yeah, which is gonna Joe, happen. Joe says it right. He's a whitewash. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> brown people ain't getting no love. <laughs> It'll be. It won't even make the bottom line. <laughs> Adrian Beltre. It'll just have his stats like it was a regular night. Adrian Beltre, two to three, a couple RBIs, keeping it moving. Won't even, won't even mention it. And then, the, like two weeks later, they're gonna be like, "Remember when he hit three thousand a couple weeks ago?" Right. And they'll be like, "Wait, what? No, he no, did, I don't. <laughs> he did what? You never told me." <laughs> That's what you get for relying on ESPN, man. Unbelievable. Well, even Twitter. I blame Twitter too. Where more people get their news from. I haven't heard. I have not seen any type of Adrian Beltre's this close watch anywhere. Like I said, I knew coming into the season that he was within range, that it was going to happen at some point this season. But I feel like I should have known that he was four he hits was, away. That he before. was going to get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, no, I mean, yeah, within the next week. I, I think this should be the thing that Katy P's booty hole really takes up as a cause. <laughs> yes, I do. And gets out there. If Katy Perry's booty hole was tweeting about this, I would have known. Follow at Katy P's booty hole for all your MLB breaking You're, news. <laughs> we're going to be following that... Uh, that Adrian Belge chased for 3,000 when, when <laughs> nobody else is. KDP's booty hole will be the first one to let you know. To let everybody know that <laughs> when Adrian Belge crosses 3,000. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. That's sad. It is sad, man. It's rough. Um, all right. Well, let's bring the mood up a little bit after talking about Adrian Beltre getting screwed out of his coverage. So, Tank, you have a show coming up. I do. Uh <laughs> I've got a text on my phone. Or not. Never mind. I've got a text on my phone five minutes ago. Adrian Beltre, 998 hits. <laughs> MLB at bat has my back. <laughs> uh, hey, dumbass, look at your phone. Was, we couldn't, you couldn't have known if we slapped you in the face with it any harder. Those fuckers were listening to the show. It was somebody at MLB like, caught it on Facebook Live, and they were like, Oh fuck! Uh, send out the send out the message. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, sorry, Tank, for the sorry. interruption. No, hey, I, I definitely think it's something we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a show coming up uh, August fourth. Right? Yeah, man, August fourth, next Friday night. Tell us all about the uh, the Wrestle Art Mania show. So we're doing a show called Wrestle Art Mania. It's going to be at uh, Wells and Co. in Dayton, Ohio, which is a really nice uh, tattoo shop up there. Um, <laughs> Where they have um, they do custom tattooing, and then um, the wall across from the booths is uh, just open, and that's their art gallery. So we're gonna be hanging there, and we it's me and um, uh, four other illustrators, and uh, my friend Maggie Baker, who's an amazing uh, photographer. She actually uh, does live professional wrestling photography for various organizations throughout the United States. And we're all putting up art together um, for our love of professional wrestling. Dude, that's awesome. So how did you guys come up with the idea to, to put together this show? Uh, me and my buddy Jamie would uh, go every month uh, with some other friends up to uh, uh, Dayton to see Rockstar Pro Wrestling. Not the best name in the world, but it is a... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's dedication, though. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching Rockstar Pro Wrestling, you know you're yeah. a wrestling fan. Yeah, right now, it, like, I, I feel the cringe coming in from the, uh, from the internet. <laughs> it's, it's like, guys, at least make it something kind of cool because, like, the wrestling thing's already nerdy enough. And then when, like, you know, I got to lead in with Rockstar Pro Wrestling, it's like, okay. Don't worry. They're not making fun of that. They're making fun of uh, me saying that MLB was listening to the show. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> True on both sides. <laughs> They've got ears <laughs> everywhere. But uh, but yeah, man, Rockstar Pro is a is, is a cool fed because uh, a lot of the guys that work on it are the uh, up and comers that are that end up in the WWE or coming back from it. So kind of think of it as the uh, Dayton Dragons of professional wrestling or uh, the Florence Freedom of professional wrestling. They're like the Triple A level, and it's guys that are trying to get up to the big leagues, which would be the WWE um, to try to get on that level. So uh, we started going up to that. We met Maggie uh, and her boyfriend, Dave, and uh, started talking with them. And, uh, you know, we just started talking about, hey, we should do an art show because we're all big pro wrestling nerds and MMA nerds. And <laughs> let's go ahead and combine forces and make this happen. And then I, I had a, a bunch of other illustrator friends that are comic book artists and tattoo artists that are also wrestling nerds. And so we just all <laughs> formed together to make the show happen. Like, we're all nerds. We should all do this together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so most important question here. All-time favorite pro wrestler? Uh, Big Van Vader, circa 1989. <sighs> Taking it back. Yeah, That's dude. Vader was amazing on so many levels. The fact that his entire gimmick is based... So here's the whole deal with Vader. Vader <laughs> was Leon White, a former NFL lineman who became a professional wrestler. He got his big break in Japan because they were looking for somebody to play the Big Van Vader character. The idea for the character was uh, taken from a Japanese lore where when... Tribes on different islands would fight. Instead of having an all-out war where two tribes would go and fight to the death, they didn't want to have that much bloodshed. So one island would bring their toughest warrior. The other island would bring their toughest warrior. They would go out via boats to an island in the middle between them, and they would fight to the death. Whoever came back Holy to his shit. island, that side won, and they overtook the other side. And so that, <laughs> so that was the gimmick for Big Van Vader was that he was the ultimate warrior of the Japanese islands that could not be defeated a 400-pound man that came out with shoulder pads that were a sh- that, that, that was a mastodon mask with shoulder pads that shot smoke, and he could do a moonsault, which is a backflip off the top rope. He also had his eye gouged out in a match in Japan by Stan Hansen. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Dude, Japan don't fuck around. <laughs> Japan's real. They got that strong-style shit, bro. Dude, that Woo! sounds ridiculous oh dude like if you go back to the so it's a really crazy time right now guys are pro wrestling in with mma because they're there's this really weird place where like where does it end where does it begin you see like conor mcgregor bringing in the professional wrestling elements of talking shit like we yeah. saw with him and mayweather right and pro wrestling now is trying to pick up on strikes so like um there's a, a guy in the wwe right now named alistair black formerly tommy end a um who came out of amsterdam and he by trade did uh, uh, kickboxer training and he incorporated it in the pro wrestling. So like when you watch his matches, it looks like he's like kicking people in the head for real, but he doesn't touch them. So it's a really weird time right now where these two things are kind of commingling and crossing over in terms of borrowing from each other. Wow. And new Japan has been on the forefront of this forever because they started out being founded by catch wrestlers. Catch wrestlers are people, which is basically a form of like uh, American jujitsu. Jujitsu is known as the, 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 um, uh, it's, it's like what is it? it's like the uh, the friendly art or like the, the gentle art, whereas catch wrestling is known as the violent art. And so uh, guys that started that were like Carl Gotch back in the day. And, and that's where pro wrestling comes from. It comes from the carny days where you took your two toughest wrestlers, you fight each other. And then they were like, these yokels really don't know that we're doing this for real. Why don't we just kind of work it? And so that's where the term work comes from. Mm. 
And then, and then Carl Gotch went to Japan, started training over there, and they're like, no, we want it to be real. And Carl Gotch trained all these dudes in dojos how to do catch wrestling. So even though they could work, all these Japanese dudes like Antonio Aoki could really choke you the fuck out and kill you. Holy shit, well, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you you went so in depth there that like the follow-up question that I had is so stupid now. Like I uh, I'm going to Boom, I anyways. made him speechless. Sorry, I'm really I'm, I'm really nerdy about pro wrestling. Well, That's no, it's funny cuz <laughs> you're sitting there telling the story and at first you said Vader and my first thought was, you know, big old Fat white dude wearing. My first thought was Boy Meets World. That was yeah. the second yeah. thought. World. That was my second thought was okay. No. The only thing I know about Vader is that it's Vader time, and he was on Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know anything else when, other than that, and that I just remember when uh, when Corey had to give him wrestling tips, but he also had to be at Topanga's birthday party, and man, it was a what a conundrum. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I totally was going to bring that up. But thought so he went that. super in depth with it. And I'm going to follow up with. So he's on Boy Meets World. That right? was my follow up <laughs> question. I was all I had. I thought, oh shit, he came with my the realness. That I don't question know what to was, say. you liked him in the '80s. How geeked were you when you saw him on Boy Meets World? That was my follow up question. Should have failed on. Very geeked. Very geeked. <laughs> It was a great moment in TGIF history. I, I, yeah, I mean, right after dinosaurs and that happens, I really wanted Vader to fight that fucking dinosaur in the, in the flannel shirt. That's what I wanted. The Carl Winslow dinosaur. I don't think it's a Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow's a bad man. No, well, the show, though, was, I'm pretty sure, based off Family Matters. It was, like... Molded after Family Matters. Well, they had a winning formula. Why fuck with it? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) There was no Urkel. There was no Urkel in dinosaurs. That was his downfall. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was the downfall, but we'll say that was it. (laughs) Uh, So with this show, man, like for people who aren't necessarily pro wrestling fans, can they still get something out of it going to this show? Because I, I mean, I've seen the stuff that you've posted online for the stuff that you've done for sure. it. Uh, like, how are you going to, how would you sell this to somebody who's not a pro wrestling fan? Well, everybody in the show can draw. Like, that number one. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like nowadays, uh, something I've always struggled with art is like people have this idea that it's all like, uh, Jackson Pollock and splatter painting and, you know... <laughs> All that bullshit. Yeah, you go and look at it and, you know, you're <laughs> contemplating life and this is the... Art <laughs> we ain't trying to sell you that, man. Like, are you, are, are you into, like, sweet Jap- like Japanese wrestlers or maybe you're into a Mexican wrestling mask or, you know, anything like that? Like, that's what we got. And we can all draw. Like, everybody in the show... Is uh, it's a show of illustrators, of comic book artists, and tattoo artists, and like I said, Maggie, who has done work for a variety of um, of federations all throughout the United States, and does incredible live action photos. So it, it's just it, dynamically, it, it's a very dynamic visual show uh, in terms of what we're presenting on on the wall. That's fucking awesome, man! It sounds super cool. Uh, now, is it just on the the fourth? Because we're so we're recording this today. It's the twenty eighth. Right. Uh, obviously, this week leading up, if you're listening to the audio link, uh, August fourth is when it opens. Is that how long does it go? No, it's gonna be up for the month. It'll be up at Wells and Co. Uh, located at one one zero East Third Street in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, they're open, uh, I believe, six days a week. You can check them out on Google. And uh, if the shop's open, the show's gonna be up. You can come in and see. It at any time although the opening night we're going to have a beer food truck and uh, any sales from the show well not all the sales but a portion of the sales from the show is going to go to child's play 
uh, which is one of my favorite charities. They donate uh, with the money that is given to Child's Play. They donate uh, video game systems and video games to children's hospitals and domestic abuse shelters that take in families across the United States. No shit. Yep. So this is now like a legit like you're. You're like doing good things with this too. It's I, not just like, hey, come look at what I've drawn. It's I'm gonna help people with this too. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a firm believer in child's play. I, th- I think they do a really good job. They, yeah, they're by far my, one of my favorite charities to work with and donate to. And uh, yeah, please come out. Uh, we're gonna have original art for sale, and uh, we're also gonna have uh, zines for sale uh, that me and my friend are doing of our favorite wrestlers that we go watch once a month in Dayton. Nice man. Okay, so you're a face or heel guy. <laughs> Interesting question. Very, very good question. I like you using the terminology. Uh, this is for my wrestling days. I am a okay. So I Hang didn't on, watch before you go forward. Uh, Joe has a suggestion for you. For I don't know if it's too late to switch up the name from Wrestle Art Mania, but Joe says the Catalina Wrestling Mixer. Uh, he's well. That's he's actually happening that. that night. That so so. <laughs> So, uh, um, sorry, Joe. Yeah. Swinging a mess. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's good. Uh, Wrestling Revolver's putting on that show that night exactly down at the Rockstar Pro Arena. It's going to be going on from about 7 to 10. So, if you want to stop in before the show or after the show, come check it out. Or, like I said, you can just come in the next day if you miss it. But, yeah, man, that, that's actually the show I'm missing, which is going to be incredible. Uh, it's going to have Sammy Callahan on the show, the Chris Brothers, Space Monkeys coming in. There's a lot of good wrestlers on that show that night. I'm really bummed I'm missing it. Holy shit. All right. There you go. In your face, Joe. Uh, anyways, sorry, Scott. You no, well, that's just what I was going to say. We talked about this on the show before, but my my window of watching wrestling, I didn't watch it early 90s because I thought I was still lame. It was, yeah, it was, it was and a bad then period. I didn't pick it up until, and this, I'm not afraid to admit, the, the reason that I picked it up was because of N64, yes. WCW versus NWO. <laughs> that got that's me into up. wrestling. That fucking game. I fun. didn't watch wrestling prior <laughs> oh. to that. And then my buddy, was he had, he had rented the game. And we started playing. Yes. He's like, you got to play this. It's awesome. We fell in love with the game. And I was like, well, I might as well watch wrestling. Because, right. I mean, you know, I knew who Hogan was and all this other sure. shit. Started watching. And I watched WCW because that's the game we're playing. Right. So I watched WCW first and then got into WWF. Eventually, that became the the, the one right. the yeah. one that everybody the, chose. The one and, the war. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, I did watch it up until a certain point. And then I, you know, so... All of the Attitude Era, all of the right. you know Monday Night Wars, that was my time frame. And then right about the time I went to college is when it started kind of falling off the rails and I got out of it like early 2000s, like 2003. That's when I fell off track. Now, I still kind of see things and I kind mm-hmm. of know certain guys, but I don't follow it at all anymore. And sure. so that's why I asked the face and heel thing because it's like I know all the terminology and I know a lot of the stuff I just don't watch it anymore so so I kind of look at it there was a there was a really good interview with this uh, professional wrestler uh, Sammy Callahan who used to wrestle in the WWE and now he's back on the independence and he's starting to run uh, different federations and, and working with like Wrestle Circus and CZW and he um, said that he sees it more as like cheering sports teams where it doesn't matter if, who's the bad guy who's the good guy either you're into right. a guy or you're not absolutely and, and, that's and, how I felt and like that's it. the way I roll with it you know yeah. like there's just some Me people too. that like I don't care if you're being like the biggest asshole in the world i'm going to cheer for you irregardless because i love your work and i love what you do whereas there's other people that like they might be the face the good guy but it's like dude i think you're fucking lame and so i'm not going to cheer for you at all so it's pretty much how our political landscape uh played out this year (laughs) yeah yeah well the funniest part is for me i I feel that way but i always lean more heel so i was an nwo guy Mm -hmm. a dx guy and then and it's funny because I would always stick with the groups, even if they kind of ended up being more face, you know, starting off as heel. 
but I would find myself wishing that they were more heel. I, I think I gravitate more towards the heel. Like well, I love ba- the Rock when he's right. more of an asshole. <laughs> but Bad's always when more he's fun. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I just gravitate more yeah. towards. And the Cause, funniest cause part was more depth though, to the character. Yeah. Well, and I, and even though they end up losing a lot more of the times, because that's just how that goes. I always loved when they let the bad guys win. I think it's why it's it's why The Empire Strikes Back is my favorite all movie. <laughs> the bad guys win. Yeah, right. Which which was the which was, it never yeah. happens. <laughs> and what you're describing is a distinct this difference between WCW and uh, WWE booking because WWE booking was all about, especially back in the day, it was like. Hogan gets the belt. He beats the bad guy. The foreign invader. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Poses. Yeah. And it was cornball. Right. Whereas WCW, NWA, you had motherfucking Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen running shit, doing coke, banging chicks, drinking <laughs> till six in the morning, wearing fucking robes. That's what's up. Fuck Hogan, Flair, and the Horsemen all day. Woo! How pumped are you for that thirty for thirty? Oh, dude, I'm so pumped. <laughs> uh, that's where we got to draw the line because I hate Ric Flair. I can't stand oh, Ric Flair. No, there's about to be a fight right here. See, I because feel like. Ric Flair was always no. I'm not. I'm, see, no, I'm I know, but I mean, for me, Ric Flair was always the good guy because I was an NWO guy. And when when I started watching it, Ric Flair was the good guy. I know that he was traditionally a heel prior to that, but he was a face when I started watching, and he was against NWO, and that always still stuck with me. I wish I was like 20 years older because in the 80s I would have been in my my anthropology thesis on the 80s as a uh, as a class um, fight between Dusty Rhodes as the blue collar worker who was losing his job <laughs> and the rich corporate asshole that was Ric Flair that was taking over America. Like that is storytelling. Yes. Well, and now it's gotten to the point. I mean, when I see it now, it's it's just just two generic guys. There's well, no, yeah, yeah, there's no well, real anything to it. it the, there's nothing. The the problem the problem with the attitude error was it broke all the rules and it kind of fucked everything. I was gonna say it broke wrestling. I feel yeah. like to a, a certain degree. And and the other problem is too with like WWE now is like there's. Uh, Vince McMahon running it, and he's a seventy-year-old man that's so out of touch of pop culture. He doesn't know what the fuck to do, and that's right. really bad <laughs> when you have a pop culture product, right? So, but with the rising internet, man, you're seeing so many cool indies out there and stuff, and so many cool things. Like New Japan is finally breaking ground in America, which is huge. If, if you guys are into sports and athleticism, man, New Japan is the fucking thing to watch. There is so much good stuff coming out right now. I, I, I say definitely Google that, and and also to your people listening tonight, if you want to see really cool professional wrestling with athleticism, um, get on. YouTube and look up Pro Wrestling Gorilla. It's amazing. Look up Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Look up New Japan, and it will give you something different than what you see with the bullshit the WWE crams out in the way of bad storylines and wrestlers that you're running on into. Yeah. Is there any wrestlers that we should be looking out for as like the next big guy? Like, well, the uh, Val uh, Venus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> Gonna take it back my, to the old. I, I hope they come love back. the Godfather. The Godfather was so great. You know how my awful dad. the Godfather would be now. Though? Oh, you oh, could not have the Godfather. You couldn't could oh, even get away with it. Oh anymore. my god! Yeah, my pops used to like every time we'd watch Monday Night Raw, and my dad would be like, "Oh, it's time for the whole train. Here comes the whole train." There was nothing to him. He was a god awful wrestler. He just came out with two or three chicks, bunch and, of, yeah. and had the gimmick of being a pimp. <laughs> and with the sweet catchphrase light a fatty for this pimp dad yeah <laughs> his stick was standing up there and acting like a low budget like pimp that that's not even that's not even what pimps are actually like it was a cartoon version of a pimp and you everybody loved it you ate that shit up <laughs> 
Why was he not on the Today Show? Right. <laughs> I, I, I feel, could you imagine, like, they had the whole thing where, like, Cena goes to talk to, like, kids that have diseases and stuff. They're going to die the Make-A-Wish thing. And, so, and some kids are like, I want the Godfather. <laughs> I don't even care or about the Venus, Godfather. I just star. want the Ho Train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before I die, I just want to visit from the Ho Train. <laughs> my, it's my one wish. You can't say no to it. It's it's my one wish. <laughs> I got two months. Make this happen. I would love to be a Make a Wish coordinator. They'd be like, uh, "We have to find the Ho Train." Uh, uh, see, this. though, if this was the late nineties, you'd know. You'd be like, "All right, the Ho Train." That's one called events. Yeah. I know exactly what he's talking we about. We got that connection. Hold if on. the Ho Train came now, you <laughs> what? Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it's really interesting seeing the, the transition wrestling has had to make away from like offensive stereotypes and everything else in like right. the PC era because there was a lot of stuff where yeah. you look back in like the eighties and it's just like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it, it's bad. Well, and that's what they talked about in that XFL documentary, the the thirty for yeah. thirty about the XFL. How like how Vince McMahon was just was. yeah, Vince McMahon yeah. was like, we need more sex. You got to yeah. show the cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like. This is really awkward for everybody watching. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. That's awesome, man. Uh, so, WrestleArtMania. WrestleArtMania. Opens August 4th. August 4th, but goes all through August. All you... through August. Get, go in, check it, check out the show, get a tattoo while you're there. <laughs> m- 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 make a day of it. Are they? Have you gotten work done there? Is that I have not gotten work done there. I, at this point, I'm like thinking I might need to get pick up some stuff. I wish we could go, man. We should like broadcast live from the show. And Dayton? Yeah. <laughs> we might be able to. That's a that's a big time road game. It's a big road game. It's actual traveling. <laughs> we could go to Toxic Brewing after that, which is a maze. Mm. Have you guys you guys ever had any of their stuff? I don't know if I've had Toxic. Oh, I've, I've had what brewery I've been to in Dayton. I've War- been to one Warped of them. Wing. I've had Warped Wing. I've had like Dayton Warped Beer Wing. Company. <sighs> yeah, uh, Dayton Beer Company might have been the one yeah, I've I'm been not to. A big fan. No, they're okay, but I'm, I mean, I, just I, not anything to write home about. Yeah, I, I would definitely. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I remember going looked. and thinking there was nothing special about the beer. Yeah, hmm. it was very basic, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, it was on its cell phone the whole time. I was drinking lattes. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is wearing Uggs. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, can I get a new beer? This beer likes pumpkin spice. I don't. <laughs> let's trade this in. Uh, shit. We've opened up the drunk line, everybody. Uh, 440-37-DRUNK if you want to call in. Uh, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I know Joe's been itching since the show opened. <laughs> as soon as it went live, Joe was like, open up the drunk line! Woo! <laughs> so, uh, Joe, feel free to call in, man. He's been... I There are like, uh, I don't know... 40-some comments on the Facebook feed. And they're and all from Joe? I'm pretty sure it's all Joe. Joe, <laughs> Joe's, Joe's in the right entire now. feed right now. <laughs> it's the Joe show in the Facebook live feed. He's uh, turned it into his own personal God. <laughs> yeah. It's that, he, he's covered up every other comment. Is, so. is, he, is, there, is he answering to himself? Like, is it like I a, think so. He had a conversation with himself a few times. There. <laughs> But he did come up with that sweet T-shirt idea. So, Joe, keep it coming, man. We <laughs> nobody's fucking with that. <laughs> Nobody would buy that. That's an awful idea. Uh, so, you know what? Before we get into the rest of the show, Scott, you want to name some black hockey players? No. Yep. I it's think... way too early for that. Are you kidding me? When we open up the drunk line, I feel like we're 
too soon in the show to be naming black can, hockey. Can, can you guys Montreal. give me a little context on it? Like, yeah. how did this start? Oh, All right, so here's the story. I will give you the story on this I one. I say Jesus not because Scott. you don't know. Jesus because I, it, he gets off on telling I the story. I do like telling people this and story. And I'm just like, ugh. So Scott was uh, was talking about P.K. Subban okay. on the show. Uh, but he kept calling. We him. were talking about PK Subban. We were talking about hockey in general, and and Scott mentioned PK Subban and mentioned uh, that he's a big fan. We called him Patrick Subban. Ah, like fifteen. Not times. his name. This wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> just a slip of the tongue one and it time. Was, oh, I kept no. saying Patrick Subban. And it was Patrick Subban. Honestly, Patrick Subban. I think people probably would have let it go, but Scott doubled down and went. He's a black hockey player, and I love black hockey player. I'm oh. all about black hockey oh, players. No. And I know really, my black hockey players. Oh, Woo! Really no. went in. So uh, one of our listeners, uh, Alex, decided to uh, that Scott should pay for this sin of calling Patrick uh, Subban. He shouldn't be able to say that. So he, he said that he needed to be iced until he could name every black hockey player. And how, ma- how many yeah. black hockey players are there? There's about 20 20? or so. 19, I think. Is 20 the- too many. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, twenty—that's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot for Scott Th- to know. That's but, definitely uh, more than white receivers in the NFL, like, <laughs> for sure. Uh, that is factual. Julian yeah. Edelman done. <laughs> no, 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 because <laughs> the Patriots themselves have four of them. So now, after that, done. <laughs> but I mean, you may be able to pick up a few slot guys from across the league, scattered in here and there. But I feel like it's less than twenty. Definitely less than twenty. And if we want to go running backs, Danny Woodhead still play or no? I uh, uh, is he? Did still? he? Con- I feel like uh, he might have concussed himself. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a question. Oh, hey, so. if you're listening, call in, Leslie. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Danny Woodhead, call up the show. Let us know if you're still in the league. Four four zero thirty seven. Danny. Uh, anyways, no. Let's let's do it now, man. Let's let's Fine. get into some black hockey players. Uh, so let's see who you know. Because, uh, I mean, you got a lot of beers sitting in front of you. So I want you to get through this ice so that you can then enjoy good beers. Just gonna open this up. <laughs> get it ready. What, what, what's your high score on this? Like 10? Uh, yeah, no, he's never, he's never never broken. You've never, never broken. You've double, never hit digit. 50% because uh, our listener Yanni said yeah. it's not fair that Scott has to name all uh, 20. He should only name half of them. And Scott has not hit half. <laughs> Tonight's the night. You got this. Let's go, champ. Let's go. <laughs> Wayne Simmons. That is correct. Devontae Smith Pelly. Evander Kane. Jerome McGinley. PK Subban. <laughs> uh, Pierre Edouard Bellemare. Yes. Nice. <clears throat> did I already say Wayne Simmons? You did. You did. <laughs> that happens. Uh, JT, Br- uh, JT yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darnell Nurse. Oh, fuck. What? You're doing good. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, you're doing very, very well so far. Uh, who have I said so far? Because you've got Devontae Smith Pelly, Pierre Edward Belmar, Ed, uh, Wayne Simmons, Joshua Hosang. Joshua Hosang. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you need me to keep going? Who yeah, you've keep named? going. Evander Kane, JT Brown, PK Subban, Darnell Nurse, Jerome McGinley. Uh, Dustin Byflin. Good answer. Yes. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, come on, man. You got this. There are so many more that you've named in the past. That I've named before. 
yeah. that I'm not naming right now? Yes. You got it. Just get loose. <laughs> I feel like that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. You got this. Would you like me Seth to Seth Jones? Seth Jones. Yes. Ah! Nice. There it is. That is a correct. That one, one came out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that one totally popped in. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> Do you want me to go through the people that you've named? Sure. I, at this point, I think I've tapped out, though. Seth Jones, Devontae Smith-Pelly, right. Joshua Hosang, mm-hmm. Pierre-Edouard Bellamare. Mm-hmm. Wayne Simmons, Evander Kane, J.T. Brown, P.K. Subban, Dustin Biflin, Darnell Nurse, Jerome McGinley. There's that's uh, eleven, by the way. There's, dude, you've got there's names that you've said before. You're over half. <laughs> there, there's more hyphenated names I know like, <laughs> that I've named and I can't think of at the the time or at the moment. <laughs> I really can't. I this feel... is all I fucking got. I'm out of juice, man. This is it. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it, man. All right. It, here's it was noble. Here's who you missed. You missed Trevor Daly. Trevor. You missed Kyle Ocposo. Oh, wait a second. Before before you do it, we're getting a call. <laughs> Somebody just uh saved you. For a few moments. Hey Craft Brew Sports, who's this? I C E drink. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> Joe, did you just want to be on the line for when this happened? Uh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Hang on, we'll get the music back up. <laughs> what did you say? We're gonna get the music for you. Hang on, so you can listen. Go oh, ahead, Scott. Oh, it uh, looks so bad. Wow. It just looks awful. No gag reflex whatsoever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Scott once again gets iced. Blue and unnatural. That was impressive and sad in the same breath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm getting less gulps each time. <laughs> you I'm not naming more hockey players, but I'm, I'm getting the, the icing down to a science. <laughs> Joe, you listen week in and week out. Do you think you can name all of them at this point? Oh, no. There's okay. no way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott, here's who you missed. Uh, Joe, hang on one second. You missed Trevor Daly, all right. Kyle Ocposo. You missed Johnny Oduya. Ryan Reeves, Anthony Duclair, Joel Ward, Andreas Martinson. I thought I said Joel Ward. You did not. Damn it. Yeah. So, what's funny is I specifically thought in my head, oh, don't say Joel Ward. That's the one that you always said. He already said Wayne Simmons twice. Don't look like an asshole again. (laughs) Jesus. I like to hear Joe just laugh at you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Joe, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, not much, guys. What's going on? <laughs> you know, just drinking beers, talking bullshit. Hey, you know. <laughs> Feel the same way. You got any, the uh, same way. any questions, comments, anything for us this week? Nah, just want to tell Scott to drink his lovely ice and uh, have fun. So glad you could make Joe, the call. Joe, you're the man. I appreciate it, I see drink. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Joe. No problem. Bye.
such quality. You got anything to say? Nope, just a guy drinking alone. <laughs> Coming up internet radio shows. Just, just, <laughs> just, just to make fun of one of the Just wanted to fuck show. with Scott. Uh, and you know what? I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, I think that's I a agree. good that, That's a good Friday. Scott, I'm proud of you, though, man. You did name quite a few. You broke double digits. I'm really mad, though, about uh, Biflin and Akposo, because those are the two that, for sure, I've named before. And I know. That's what I'm right saying. There Johnny Oduya, you've named before. Yeah, Oduya. Brian Reeves, you've named before. Uh, what was the one that I told you? Oh, Ward. Yeah. Joel Ward. Yeah, Joel that was Ward. A, that's another one that I've named that I was, uh, I'm mad at myself about. Could have been really close. Under Yanni rules, you're done, but. But we ain't playing <laughs> on Yanni rules, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, anyways, let's, let's talk about some shit that came up this week. Uh, big story that broke this week uh, was some NFL news. There's a CTE study that was released that said pretty much if you play football, you're kind of fucked. Is yeah, it, I don't know if that's good. what the uh, summary was, but I'm pretty sure that's no, kind of that, what that, it. Yeah, that's, that was <laughs> that's, that's what it said. What they, yeah. said. they were like, uh, in conclusion, y'all fucked. Do you like scrambled <laughs> eggs? Because if you play football, your brain is down. <laughs> what, what, what did that coach say when he was on the show? He was like, uh, either you play the game, you get to church or something. <laughs> or go to church. And it was like. <laughs> Well, can't argue with that. Yeah, Brian Westbrook, he had his own motto. And, I mean, it, it shows, because they even studied high school players. Oh, this dude, it's the well. reality of it. And it's, it, it's a, now a, a pretty much a given fact that if you play football for a consistent basis, yeah. you're going to show signs of CTE. 200, what, 20 brains? 110 football players out of 111. 111 NFL players, 110 showed signs of CTE. Yeah. That's insane. Out of 200-some brains. Yeah. 220, I think. Which, now, if you look at the, from the from that side, the NFL players have obviously been playing longer because you have college well, players. Well, all of these brains stop. were donated because their family members and <laughs> right. them, while they were alive, so that also said that they showed signs could, of CTE. Right. That could change things, too. But the bottom line is, if you play football... And, and, the bottom line is, my son, if he wants to play football, he's going to be a kicker or a punter. Well, he's not playing. But there were a kicker and punter in this study, though. Ah, there was, fuck. There well, was one of each. Sorry, which, Jabbers. Which you're is, not doing that which either. Which is one of the things that you're just like, man, you can't even be a kicker or punter and avoid this? Like, it even happens then? I, Jesus. Who would have thought bad things happen when you have testosterone men just, like, go out and lift a shitload of weight and then dive at your head first? Right. Who knew? <laughs> Fuck. Although I say that, who was that? Uh, Brian Mormon who got blasted by uh, um, what's his name from uh, Miami? He played for the Redskins, Sean Taylor, and, oh, and, and yeah. in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brian Mormon just got blasted. Pretty that was, sure that yeah. that was a CTE-inducing moment yeah, right there. That was... So that's where you can understand where punters get it from. But I, I, seriously, my mind was a little bit blown that the fact that there was a punter and a kicker that showed signs of CTE because you figure. They're almost never taking hits, and the yeah. hits that they do take yeah. aren't ones that you would think would be violent enough to do that. I, I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, you usually just kind of get like flipped ass over apple cart. Like it's one of those deals where like you're kicked, you're up in the air, they get underneath you, they yeah. kind of flip you, and you land. Or you stomach. you miss a tackle when a guy's running past right. you on a kick return. Yeah. What, whatever it happens, you, that's why I'm saying it blows your mind even more to think that even those positions that you think. Yeah, they never get touched. Wow, they had CTE too. I but mean, it, is okay. Any so you said one. Safe? You said one kicker and one punter were in this study, right? Yes, and both of them had CTE though. 
Right, but it's a, it was that's also a extremely small, super small sample size, and it was also a study that was conducted of uh, people that donated that showed signs that prior showed to signs. so, yeah. yes. But again, you would think that kickers and punters wouldn't even get to that point. You wouldn't, yeah. Use, I mean, if you had to pick two positions in the field, then those right. are the two that are yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah. though, in the fact that here these here this one punter and this one kicker are, even if they're only one. Where did so it they could take? Yeah, where did yeah. they take the toll? Where, where, yeah, why, why, right. why theirs? That's what I want to know. What was the ex- circumstances, the surrounding there? Now, the most number was the lineman, which, which makes, makes the total most sense. sense. Yeah, that at least made sense. You're like, all right, there was sixty some defensive and offensive linemen. They crash into each other every single play. That's and a lot of these guys that you've seen commit suicide or whatever, yeah, have been either linemen or middle right. linebackers to make a lot of contact. It, it's, it's been guys that you generally well, think, all right, and your job, you get it, and your job is to be nasty. Like I, I, I played, yeah. I, I played high school football. I played interior line. Like that's your job. Your job is to be right. nasty and to smash other dudes that are against you and make them feel pain. Like that's the right. deal. Like there's nothing else to it. Like that's the game. But it just. <sighs> I mean, you know, th- these numbers prove that it, it – We, me and you talked about it on one of the first few shows we did about our kids playing. And at the time you said, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't discourage it. I, I'm not going to encourage it. But if he comes and says, you changed your tune the other yep, day. And I, I sure did. I sure and, did. I, I was like, I couldn't no, blame it. Even before the study, I was well on the train of nope. I will watch it. I mean, you know, it's a it's a personal choice. But when the personal choice is mine as your father, guess what? You're not doing it. No, he can. Period. He can play some baseball. You do it. You, I mean, you can, can play whatever sports you want. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 but are you guys really affecting the talent pool? I mean, that's the thing because, like, <laughs> well, no, no but, 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 but but what I mean is, is like right. a, a lot of the times, like if you watch shows like Last Chance You, like the guys yeah. that are on there, are like, look, man, I didn't really go to class. I was really it's, good at football, yeah. and this is my ticket it's to go their to the way NFL. out. Yep. Oh no, I get like, it. There's not yeah. going. Me and him making the decision isn't going to matter. It's. A country full of me and him right. going to make the difference, but and there's still always going to be people that see it as a way out of whatever situation. Right. And again, I I totally support your decision to play football because it's a choice. If right. you want to play football, that's fine. I mean, you know, yeah. I get the risk, and, and, and as long as you know going in, there's this risk reward. I just don't want anybody doing it who's not aware. Who you know, I, I don't Do you like. Think there's I, anybody I, I who's not aware. I don't see how you cannot be aware at this yeah, point. Yeah, I feel like at this point no, you're well, aware yeah, of what's going but on. But I still feel like there's enough people that say you know, or you know, it's kind of like when smoking. There's studies. <laughs> there, no, I mean, I mean there's studies out there that say, oh, this is. A, but then you have. Big tobacco saying, yeah, but, you know, we haven't really found the exact cause. And it's like, it's circumstantial. It's like, I feel like the NFL still is trying to say, and, you know, that story came out today where they're not paying the $16 million of the part of the $30 million that they were going to pay to go to CTE research. Yeah, yeah. And they're just going to let that lapse. And why would you do that? Because you're afraid of what's going to come from that. You're afraid of right. the elastic effects. And it's just like Big Tobacco where it's like, well, yeah, there's these studies, but we've got these studies over here. Or we, You know, they, they manipulated right. it. And, and it wasn't for years before it was like everybody accepted it and it was a well-known thing. Yeah, okay, this is not something that you should be doing. And, yeah, if you smoke, here's this warning label. I don't feel like – I feel like – football is somewhere before the warning label where it's like, yeah, there's this thing out there, but pe- there's still enough people out there that will deny it or use something else to say, eh, but not quite, or I need more results. And there's going to come a day where, no, this warning label is going to be put on football. Yeah. And it's and yeah. at that point, fine. Yeah. Hey, you know what 
you know what the deal is going in. You know what the risks are. And if you choose to play football from there, it's your choice. So the difference is nobody's watching smoke. You don't watch smokers for sport. Like, right. Speak for yourself. That's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I just yeah. sit there. I'm like, puff it, puff it, puff it. Yeah. <laughs> She's going in the filter. She's through her filter. <laughs> Smoke ring. Woo. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but I do appreciate what you're saying. And I, I guess my question then becomes the NFL has been the king of sports in in this country for so long. I know where you're going with this. I've said this. Well, if, but if it's declining and we talked earlier about baseball declining, what becomes the number one sport basketball. in America? Basketball. Really? Although I don't know because there are so many crotchety white guys that are like, I'm not going to watch basketball. No, but I, maybe I, I, soccer. I'm telling you, man. Up. Soccer could be a I'm thing. I'm telling you, it's. It's going to end up being the resurgence of baseball. Somehow. I think that's more than likely the scenario. Or the baseball or what, comes what back. ends up? Yeah, what ends up ultimately happening is because the NFL is way up here and everything else is way down here, and you know it's like man, basketball and that NFL just comes back down to the pack, and you just have this popularity where it's across all sports. But uh, yeah. you know, th- maybe yeah. it's kind of blurred what's one, two, and three. Whereas now you're like. All right, it's NFL, and then there's everybody else, and maybe you can argue baseball's two, basketball's right. three, but at some point it kind of just blurs, and it's, it's just going to be sports. Well, yeah. What, what, what do you think about the rise of new sports like MMA or esports? Like, do you think that they have a shot to get in and overtake some of these? Major did you just ones? throw esports. I threw esports in. We debated <laughs> this on the show I mean, whether or not they're I mean, sport. I, well, the fucking college teams, bro. No, and I mean, twenty thousand people we, in arena. No, 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 no. See we've we've talked about bass all fishing the factors. is gonna go above esports. Yeah, we, we've talked I, about all the factors. Well, like, we, bass fishing you can drink on a boat and get away from your wife. That's a good day. <laughs> we ultimately decided that it's not a sport, but I mean, it, it opens the door for other things to gain <laughs> its popularity. Gain Why do you said porn? Why do you said porn is gonna just take over all. Okay. I feel like that's already uh, that's already like up there. Well, unless, unless Game of Thrones is on. Did <laughs> you see those numbers drop when I, Game of Thrones? I feel comes like it's on? so diverse Huge though. Just, it, it's just such a wide genre. <laughs> just there's the a lot umbrella to of porn. There's a lot to count. nail down there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things going on. How do you even put rules on that? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I've seen many things I throw a flag on. Well, it'd be just like all the running sports in the Olympics. There's different distances. There's That's true. Different, yeah, so, I mean, you know, you have the two-handed, you have the one-handed, you have the left, you have the right. I mean, <laughs> there's competition for each each different profession out there. That's true. You can measure anything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, though, I mean, seriously, I do think that this opens the door to where baseball kind of creeps back in there. And baseball? Baseball isn't going to ever be the popular sport that it once was, but because football... Uh, I, I see football going the way of boxing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, can, that's yeah. ultimately where you end up seeing football. So go do you because- think there's ever like a an offshoot of football? Like for boxing, MMA kind of came yeah, out. No, actually, up. So do you think well, there's an offshoot do. of football that takes over? I actually do think that fo- either lacrosse. that or what I, what I think is more Ooh, likely. That'd be a good one, lacrosse. What I think is more likely is the NFL adjusts their rules or football in general adjusts their rules so much to where that it can be at a level like the flag football type thing. So, well, that's maybe that's it, a point. it doesn't go all the way to that, but it gets to a level where yeah. it's not recognizable from what we grew up with, and it's not football per se, but it's football because of what it evolved. Right. Into. One of the big things people are bringing up is part of the reason why we could be in this situation right now is because the the equipment is too good. Yeah. Like there's too. 
people feel too protected where they can launch themselves and who gives a fuck you because got a I got, face cage dude yeah i got this helmet and this this face mask and these pads and not it's not gonna hurt me as much so i'm gonna launch myself like a rocket at this dude and try to fucking kill him but if you take all that away now people are form tackling and hitting I, yeah. you're supposed well, I, to. I, I, well yeah rugby. but i originally i thought that maybe that was a good point but then what about the linemen well, I mean, there's well, there's gonna have to be some adjustments for that, but yeah, look at yeah. look at rugby. Rugby has none of this extra, and they still have rugby scrums. Yeah. They're still down, and it's just not every single play. No, but I know, but I mean, you, then you're fundamentally changing the game. It's you no are absolutely football. changing well, the game, and I'm not but, saying but, they're going to be out there in shorts and a t-shirt and just be like, right. "We're gonna fucking hit each other." Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, y- Make yes, America great again. Y- yes, you're changing the game, but there was also a time in this country where you could smoke in any fucking room you wanted to in the world. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, at some I mean, point, it evolves it's to something evolve. that's unrecognizable, right? I mean, well, it'll still be called football. It just won't be what we is it unrecognizable? Is it, yeah, now, like what we saw in the 80s. No, but I'm saying when you're comparing it to smoking indoor, like smoking now is vaping, right? Or smoking <laughs> now is hiding it, or is, you know, it's not, it's not where it was, where you could just smoke wherever you wanted, right, and you right. smoked in your house, and you smoked, you smoked at the restaurants. <laughs> smoking, you know, if you weren't smoking, you weren't cool. Whereas now, it's if you're not That's watching not football, case, <laughs> if you're not watching Sh- football, you're not cool. But at some point, right? If it evolves to, a, it gets to a certain point, and people realize it's as dangerous as. If you're playing football the way it used to be played, whoa, you yeah. gotta get the fuck out of here because that's not safe. Yeah, you that's can't do that anymore. Sane. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It gets to this point where it's unrecognizable, and that's where I say it goes the way of boxing, sort of, to where it becomes this niche thing, and it's not on the front lines as the most popular yeah. sport well, in America. But I don't know if boxing is a fair comparison because boxing really fucked itself with all its multiple different belts, and then also yeah, the no, promotion I mean, there's of people a lot like more that went into boxing other yeah, than the fact that d- people d- just beating each other's Duncan, heads. King, not the greatest guy <laughs> on the planet. No, I mean, I don't get me wrong. It, it, it's just the comparison of boxing was once the most popular sport. True. Right. And because of things in it, yeah. it fell all the way down to where it's mostly irrelevant now. You was, I mean, could you imagine a world? And I, I guess I could now. And you can't when you're in it. But if we went back and talked to people when boxing was the most popular sport, there would probably be people ah, no, it'll always be, yeah, right, maybe it'll, right. you know, maybe only be as popular or something. But they would have never envisioned a world where boxing was just kind of an afterthought. Right. We can't envision a world where the NFL is an afterthought, but you can see the, the beginnings of yeah, it. Man. I mean, how, it's not. How do you think this affects the NFL's want for worldwide expansion? With like, you know, every year they're trying to put something in fucking Europe. You know, we see oh, more and more that, games uh, in the. You UK. know, it's funny. I thought about that earlier today. I thought, all right, so if you're the NFL. And maybe you see the writing on the wall, even if it's a slow death. It's going to be a slow death. It's not like anybody's going to wake up tomorrow and football is just going to be dead. But if it's slow death, you know what you do if you're in the NFL? You double down, which is exactly what they've been doing. You double down on everything. Oh, expand? Yeah, we want to take this worldwide. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to do everything you can. You know why? You soak up every do- – if, if it's at the height of its popularity and it's yep. on its decline, then you soak up every dollar you can while you're in it. I mean, that would make the most sense. So I don't think if you're – if you're in the NFL, you don't do any – I mean, you try to make the game safer. You do whatever you can to s- extend its lifetime. But if you see the writing on the wall – 
You fucking go all in with everything. What, what, why do you think they've they've had such a hard on for like trying to get into like the European market when we have both Canada and Mexico? Besides, would be much more of a better fit for logistics as far as having a pro team closer to the United States. I don't know because you just get another part of the world because you assume a lot of Mexicans and Canadians are already watching the sport because it's already on the same continent, the proximity. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to bring in the other side of the globe, essentially. That's the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, expansion think doesn't of make reason. sense. When you're talking about global expansion, no, it doesn't make sense other than, hey, we're not there. If you're somewhere you're not, right. you want to be there. So push it there. I mean, even if you're not that important in Mexico and Canada, you still have some. Because it's because of proximity, right? But yeah. you might as well push to areas you're not. You know, again, even though I think that's stupid. I mean, I get it. You're trying to expand your market as much as possible. And to your point, if you see that it's go, it, like this is the bubble breaking, like let's just get whatever yeah, we can. Get what that, you can, what you can. I, I really, there's I no do, sense. I absolutely, there's no sense expanding. There's no sense is. expanding to Mexico or Canada where you might bring in some extra fans, or go to Europe where you right. can bring in all new fans. It's, right. It's a very weird time right now, especially with like the expansion with LA and now Las Vegas. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be. I would not want to be in charge of figuring out the future of football. Not only as that, part of the NFL. not only that, you have players that are retiring. Like, all right, David Bruton retired before the CTE study came out. Uh, he had played for Notre Dame. He played for the Broncos for a while. He retired saying that he wanted to be sure that he was protecting himself. And then on top of that, uh, a Ravens player, John Urschel, retired. He was what, like 26 years old right. Look, after this story came out and cited this story as the reason. He said, I'm done. I don't want to fuck myself man, up. I saw the writing on the wall. What? Two, three years ago now, when Chris Borland retired, middle linebacker well, for the 49ers, yeah. coming off of what could have been a rookie of the year. And that's what yeah. you're going to see when is more of these young I, guys. I said it right there. Herschel was 26 this is the be- years old. This right. is the beginning. This is not This is not an offshoot. This is not – I was like, this is the beginning of guys saying – Mid twenties, yeah, I'm done. And to your point, thing about these guys that are like using the NFL as like a a chance to get out and and make yeah. money, they're gonna get that one contract and then be fucking done. Well, and I was listening and that's to all this today. It almost makes sense too. If you're in the NFL for three years, you're in the the pension plan. Yep, yep. You're so set. you're guaranteed forty five thousand yeah. dollars a year for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, get in for three years, take your beating, hope to God, cross your fingers. That's kind of like what the you know what the other thing is smoking analogy. If you enjoy smoking, smoke for a few years and then oh, I got kids, I should stop smoking. And you hope that it doesn't, you know, you don't end up with cancer or anything like that. And you just say, hey, you know, I smoked when it was cool, and then I had kids and I changed my lifestyle. Same thing with football. I got my money. I did what I could. I got out and hopefully it. And I don't even know if that applies. That may apply to the guys that make the practice squad too. That three years of like service, yeah, I don't so know. You I think, may yeah, not I even think need to make the I think it's roster. Three years of NFL association, like so, you could be practice yeah, squad, yeah. where you don't even have to worry about the Sunday big hits, where that, you just have that, to deal with like scout team yeah. for a week, and then you're like, that's where it's at. Fuck it, I'm done. There's a kid from Youngstown, Ishmaeli Kitchen, who played at Kent State. He made he played for the Browns for a little bit, and then I think it he just ran out, but he's banking now. Yeah. yeah, and then Mohammed Basement, um, he he was really good too. He's he's gonna wrap up his career here soon. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the best was you were looking at me serious for a second. I just you didn't I realize was, it. at first that it didn't register <laughs> what you said. 
And then it hit. <laughs> yeah, once it hit, I was like, wait, I don't know that name. You um, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, Ur Israeli Kitchen, is that a real fucking name? Ishmaeli Kitchen, yeah, Ishmaeli man. Ishmaeli yeah. Kitchen. Oh, played, for, okay. played for Mooney, went to Kent State, and played for the Browns. It's like Atari Lyman. Big B where it's like, that's real? It's like, yeah, it's real. <laughs> See, I've heard of Atari Ishmaeli Big Kitchen. <laughs> Ishmaeli Kitchen was also in one of the Key and P uh, videos when they were like doing the weird names. The names? Yeah. Oh, those are the they, best. They did an NFL version. Yes. when It was the version where Aaron Rodgers at the end was like, A.A. Ron Rodgers. Yes. Ishmaeli Kitchen is in that. That was during yeah, the Super Bowl halftime. For it might have been. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, they incorporated some NFL players who had some pretty fucked up names <laughs> <laughs> oh because ish yes because uh, a Niners player made it on their um their strong safety who name of course escapes me right now I'm the worst Kawhi Leonard I know <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi Leonard <laughs> No, it was definitely not Kawhi Leonard. This is a name I've talked about at work <laughs> and when he was drafted. It was one of those names that I said, it should be on, you know, and it, he did. He made the, the, the episode the where the, yeah, nice. they yeah. did that. That's awesome. I busted out the uh, the guest beer, by the way. I don't know if anybody else wanted to drink oh, yeah. this, oh, too. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to get in that guest uh, beer. I was going to say, I was like, I guess I should hurry up. I mean, but I did get iced, bitch. So there's that. I I wasn't saying fucking drink it. I was just saying I'm. I heard I, the hostility in your voice. <laughs> you had judgmental tones. Tank brought his other favorite IPA. So when I was talking to Tank about coming on the show, I was like, <clears throat> "What beers do you like?" And you said Two Hearted or Fatheads Headhunter. Yeah, Those dude. were the two that you said. And I said we've done Fatheads, so let's try to find the the Two Hearted. And I did. Uh, but Tank is a a goddamn gentleman. And he brought some fat heads head hunter. Well, and also their logo looks like look looks like my dad from nineteen ninety two. Like <laughs> legit, my dad had the same haircut and the glasses in the early nineties. And the face paint? Oh, well, not the face paint part. Okay, all right, just, just making sure. Yeah, like, but but to, if we're talking nineties, he may have had the puka but, shell but necklace. The top, but the top of the cap for sure, for sure. Uh, so this is a seven point five percent ABV, uh, another IPA. So you were talking about how you wanted to bring this because it's super hoppy. Because Scott hates IPAs, <laughs> and I love IPAs, and I want to share the goodness, the love of the of the hop. Can, can we go back to talking about wrestling for a minute before we get back into these? Sure. Things? So, with the uh, the the heel face comment or the topic, I guess. Sure. Uh, were Were you a fan of? NWO and DX, of course. Versus, okay, because see, uh, I I know so many more people. I felt like at the time didn't like. I mean, they might have liked DX, but didn't like NWO. Really? What? Yeah. And, and, or, that's they all were all, I knew were They were they liked they like Stone Cold, and I hated Stone Cold. See, I, I, think, how, um, um, I think people. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. wait um, um, what? I don't. I couldn't stand. And I don't what, think what, it's you not like Stone Cold because I was a rock guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. yeah. No, and I mean that's fair. Well, and, and okay, no, fair, I didn't. Fair, you know fair. what? I, I don't understand. Didn't like Stone Cold. Why really? didn't? Why weren't? I feel like the two were mutually exclusive. Like I liked Stone uh, you, Cold, you but I also liked NWO and DX. I, I was still. A, see, yeah, no. Both. See, I, I, I feel like I knew people that. That's why I asked the face or heel thing because I felt like Stone Cold was one of the ultimate faces, even though he was designed but as. I a was heel. gonna say he's a no. He's he was a heel he was face, but but he was a face for most. I love that you were like. I thought this was going somewhere, and then you were just. Like no, I want to fucking talk about well, this. Well, Stone, <laughs> Stone Cold is a gray character in a world of black and white. That's what made Stone Cold so fascinating. He's he was supposed to be a bad guy, gray. but you liked him. Yeah, because, I hated him. Well, well and it, here's why I hated him though, because 
Because you're mean, worse he was Well, no. <laughs> no, because you was, hate everything cool. No, because he was... <laughs> No, because I love The Rock, and The Rock was the fucking That's a good point. Because he wore fucking jean shorts with double knee braces? <laughs> that was a problem. That was a problem, I won't lie. That's a fashion statement. It's, it's, <laughs> did not like that. But, no, because, and I mean, he would admit it, he was very limited as a wrestler. I mean, his knees were mostly shit. Oh, bullshit. Well, the back half of his career, after he got fucking dumped on his neck by Owen Hart. Well, yeah, again, again this, remember when I started watching okay. it. So, when I started watching it, he didn't do anything special as wrestler. All of his moves were so basic. And then the fucking Stone Cold was just a neck breaker that I, you Hang know, on a second. That only, again. The stunner, only, not I'm, the Stone Cold. The stunner. The stunner. Get it oh, fucking sorry, right. The finish stunner, it. Sir. And yeah, he the, the, stunnered our goddamn president, so fuck you. <laughs> well, first of all. <laughs> The only reason the stunner is what it was is because who sold it the best? The, the Rock. Rock. Yeah, the Rock. Thank you. Nobody sold it like The Rock, the, and so there you go. Th- this is actually on Twitter today where Hannibal yes, Burst. they were talking about, about Yeah, Hannibal Burst. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. But, I mean, I even knew that back then. I was like, nobody sold it like The Rock. Oh, the Rock I mean, when The Rock got stunned, it was insane. My favorite was when he got stunned, it would stand up and walk around the ring for a while before he fell over. Well, my, That they, was the greatest. Well, there's was, a YouTube so clip of all of the times The Rock got stunned, and it's just all the, you know, all the clips back to back. And I watched the first few minutes of it, because I think it was like six or seven minutes long. Uh, but the, the ones that impressed me the most were the ones where he gets stunned, and he... He physically like jumps back up and then rolls backwards. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The one where he does like, like the, he does like the handstand and pops yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The best. Whereas like he actually had to put effort into his fall more than he did actually getting moved. Like I feel like he exerted more energy reacting to it than he actually did getting stunned. What, what Adrian you, jumped on on Facebook Live and said the Rock made the stunner great. That's We're, right. We agree. We Adrian. agree. Well, we, the one hundred percent on board with it, that. It takes two to tango. It does. It does. You, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can take a shitty stunner like Donald Trump. Who, <laughs> that was god awful. Motherfucker can't sell healthcare, can't sell a goddamn stunner. <laughs> or you can take it like The Rock and make that thing look good. Right. Where and th- you want to talk about? I mean, I feel like Connor. As much as we love Connor, there's no Connor without The Rock. The Rock was oh. yeah. the original on the mic. Yeah. You're right. No, that's 100%. Nobody talks shit on the mic like yeah. The Rock. All right. So. All right. Shit talking Mount Rushmore. I got Ali. I got Rock. Who, who's the other two? On yours? No, I'm just saying. In oh, ge- you're saying in general. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, are you really going to fuck with Muhammad Ali? Or, no, 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 or, or no. Those, those two are very. I mean, I would, shit yeah. talking. I would put Tyson up there just because he was the first one <laughs> to go way crazy. Where yeah. you were like, what the fuck did you just say? You said he'd eat his kids. That's oh, true. That's, <laughs> holy shit, bro. Hall of Fame for being so far out yeah, there. Yeah, Tyson was just like, I'll fucking murder everybody you love. And it's like, whoa. Oh, man, hey. I just came to box. box. We're trying to have a boxing match. <laughs> Standing eight count. So I, I got to put him on that Mount Rushmore. Oh, the best is when he, when he at, after that fight where he said he broke his back. <laughs> that was the best. I still love I'll eat your children. That's yeah, yeah, my favorite children. line. To me, that's the definitive moment. Yeah. Because the look on his face as he said it to you, you thought, you were no, like, he really he will, will eat, eat your fucking children. kids. Like, grab your son and run away. Cause get this get away. That madman will eat them children. And with right, a so spoon, too. He's not, you know. No. He's... Not, uh, not forking a knife in it no. where it's delicate. It's a spoon, so it. Very dull. Yeah. Very dull. 
It's really he's, rough cutting I'm, through He's going to be alive while I do it, too. Yeah, like, oh. I'm just going to gnaw on a leg for a while. All right. So Tyson, Ali, Rock. Who's the fourth? Is it Connor? Uh, I feel like if we say Connor, Connor's an easy out because he's recent. Yes, that's just that's that's my, I agree. That's I agree. my only thing is yeah. I, I would hesitate to put him on there because of recency bias. That's it. I'm not even saying that he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation. I just don't feel comfortable putting on him on there because I don't like going. Ooh. Well, the most recent thing. That's what I know, and that's what I put on there. Joe so. says Reggie Miller. Oh, Reggie Miller talked some shit. Reggie Miller That's was pretty good. good. That's true. Pick. Reggie That's Miller talked some shit. The only problem with that is you don't know about a lot of the shitty talk because it was on court. And it's mm. just the one take... story of him and Spike Lee. Like that's the yeah. one. Yeah, no, I know, but I mean, you hear it secondhand though. That's no, 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 no. I understand. I'm just it's, saying. No, like, that's I, I, I get the it. One. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's yeah. you have a problem putting him on there because you, you, for all of these, you hear it firsthand. So right, yeah. Can't really yeah. put him on there just because of that. I, I mean, I don't know. Public, it has to be a public shit talking. So that's true. I mean, I don't, I don't have Joe Biden. Craft <laughs> <laughs> Root Sports. So I, think... <laughs> I just wanted to get that reaction out of you. Just that look on your face when I dropped Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know. Who would you put as your fourth one? Today? Man, that's really tough, man. It's a re- really tough I, call. I, I really got to think because, like, you know, there's not too many prolific guys that have come out and just, like, like I, I feel it's usually this way. Like, God only gives you so many gifts in life, and usually the guys who are super athletic don't get that gift of personality. Yes. Right, right, right. It's very rare that you are able to shit talk and back it up. I mean, yeah. you can you either can back it up and you can't shit talk, or you can shit talk and you can't back it up. Having both is a very rare combo. It yeah, really yeah. is. You know what? I'll throw the Diaz brothers on my on my personal hall. On my personal, they're pretty good. I the love Diaz me some Nate and Nick smoking weed. And I was going to say in their, their kitchen. Yeah, vaping. You can't <laughs> vaping in post uh, fight press conferences. Yeah, that's Just what like, you do. I'm not a fucking man. This is what I do. You swim from Alcatraz. You hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Looks like we're having some uh, some lag issues. Sorry, everybody that's listening. On Cheryl Facebook Live. said about an hour ago that it was awful. <sighs> Fucking blame Spectrum, man. No, I know, but I mean, I I can never tell whether or not because she's looking at it through the phone generally, and I think, eh, well, trying to connect on the phone, maybe there's issues there. No, it's but probably people Spectrum. saying people saying on the feed that that's what I go off. If people in the feed are complaining, they usually tell us right away, and so I yeah, I didn't know what to tell her. I thought, all right, well, maybe it's just our connection at home. No, it's I think it's my my router. I don't know what's going on there. Sorry, everybody, I didn't pay the bill or something. I don't know. <laughs> Broke ass white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've hit. This has been a good. We're almost at two hours. This is this is a damn good episode so far. I think we're at a, a point. We didn't even talk about the Hall of Fame game coming up. Like NFL is starting next week. You yeah. All right, we'll be back with football next week. <laughs> we talked enough football. We talked CTE, and we talked its decline. I don't need to talk about meaningless games a week before they happen. All right. With that being said, then uh, last chance. You are you are you guys watching? Haven't started chance? yet, but playing to about Thank four or five fan. episodes in right now to the second season. I watched the first season. The second season is, is it's interesting. <laughs> it's well, not the, as fun. Well, yeah, it's not He's as not fun because, fun. because their crazy redneck coach is like, "Gosh darn it, G. Willikers, guys, <laughs> we're gonna go out there on Saturday, and no one, we're not gonna beat anybody." And so, like, what the fuck? There's not only that. I feel like 
it was a an unknown coming into the first season. So yeah. you had no idea what to expect and you didn't know exactly what it was. It was sort of a cult thing because I remember hearing about it and then I didn't watch it for months until... Oh, really? You didn't even... No, when it it blew up in popularity, I remember thinking, yeah, I'll get to it. I wasn't in any rush. I think last summer, like a year ago at this time, at which point it had already been out for a little bit, maybe a couple months, was when I watched it because I was on break and I remember Jordan was, you know, at home with me. And yeah, he he couldn't have been. He was just under a year old, or it might have even been the week that he turned a year old. I had taken vacation, and so like a year ago, I watched it, and yeah, I mean, it was great. But again, it was this unknown where you know it kind of came out of nowhere. With expectations, always comes a little bit yeah. of disappointment. Yeah. All right, so, so catch up on the on the season. I let's need try to. to let's finish season two before next week, and that's we'll, gonna be a little rough. I, I can tell you maybe I'll get a few episodes. All right, get then. as get as far as you can in okay, season two, and enough. I will do the same. I'm only like three episodes in, so we'll see okay. what we can get to by next week, um, and then we'll we'll talk some some last because with no here. commercials, that's a full hour. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is time. Netflix, but it's also got the guy that growls, so you can like fast forward. Rock, 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 rock. <laughs> with with, with his crazy Jerry curl, that's the so best part. Weird. He's so weird. I like that in the second season, like one of the first episodes, one of the coaches is like, "You're gonna have a crazy guy out there growling." Like it's home games it's, are weird. It's a known thing. <laughs> like you thought you were gonna go to someplace cool, but then you flunked a bunch of piss tests. Now you're here. Stop smoking weed in your dorm room. <laughs> Although I will say, in season one, I thought he would take on more of a role. I thought he was going to get more screen time, and then after one of the games, he kind of just fell off, and then it was never seen again. Yeah, he was yeah. He, he did his little shtick in the stands they filmed in, and then yeah. I was like, all right, that's enough of you. They, that's they, all I've seen so far in season two is just him in the stands, like, rawr. They, they, they should have brought him in as a tutor to work with the hot teacher that works with the kids. <laughs> I feel like that would be the way to go. <laughs> that yeah. dynamic would have been interesting. <laughs> I'd say that much. Do you have a pencil? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get a pencil. Jesus Christ, relax. <laughs> Let's get into Consumer or Can It. Uh, brought to you by Get Everything You. They got a new Who Day shirt uh, at Good Everything You. And uh, shout out to Coach Brian Westbrook. It is his birthday today. Yes! Oh, happy birthday, birthday Coach. Coach B. Yes. Happy uh, birthday. Did I tell you I saw coach at uh my work and no no I, I totally like i saw him and i was like that looks like brian and i walked right past him and then like later on in the night i was i texted him i was like hey man weird question <laughs> you may were you at the tower and he texted me back and went you know i thought that was you but i wasn't <laughs> sure so i was like all right i feel good never, about this i was thing. gonna say never I mind yeah i was totally gonna give you shit about yeah. just Walking past him and knowing, <laughs> but if you both did it, oh, well, yep, we both it, were, it's fine. We both were like, that guy looks familiar. Hey, <laughs> you! I I know you. So, the only bit that could have been better is if he would have horse collar tackled you for being an <laughs> asshole and just, <laughs> just punking him. That no, the, the only thing better would have been is if he would have been wearing his everything you <laughs> shirt yeah. and walked right past him. And, and both of them were like, I wonder <laughs> if... No, no. And they just... they. You were wearing it. I should have known you were wearing my T-shirt. I mean, you know, it 99% chance it was you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Coach B. Uh, anyways, this week's beer, Bell's Too Hearted Ale. Scott, oh, I thought it was Blue Smirnoff. 
No. Nope. Oh, that's every week. Would for you me. consume it or can Fuck the me. blue Smirnoff? Can. All right. Forever Moving on. <laughs> there we go. Gross. It's on record. I just wanted to get it on record oh, for all okay, the people cool. that say. I never did you drink like the guest beer because. Okay. Oh, that's fine. I'll um, drink it. No, that's. Bell's too hearted. You haven't had it before. Consumer this, can. Wow. This is my ideal IPA. Nice. It, Seriously, this, yes, man. this tastes well like... Well done, Tank. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this tastes like... Uh, so two weeks ago, we talked about having the, the orange... The blood yes, orange. flesh and blood oh, orange. Man, it had yeah. the blood orange. Flesh and, and grapefruit. Blood, flesh and blood IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your favorite. No, no, no. Hold on. Well, I, don't, I don't fuck with blood oranges. That's that's fine. Well, because generally I don't either. It isn't right. something that I seek out or that you see that often. But it, it, for the flavor in the beer, it worked. And because it cut through the harshness. And I said, you know, okay, maybe it kind of felt like a bitch way out, but, oh, maybe I need fruit in my IPAs to, to make it, you know, drinkable. Because then last week we, we hit the really harsh one, and I thought, all right, I'm not really ready with the entropy. Yeah. Or the entropic, rather. Entropic. And so coming into this week, I, I was, again, keeping an open mind. But this, to me, tastes like an IPA without the blood orange, without the grapefruit. Yeah. This tastes like that. Only without the extra fruit. It's a muted hops IPA, and this is what I can do. This is what I like. Consume all the way. This is fucking delicious. But I, I, you know, <laughs> to let you guys privy to what I said before the show, before we even got on the air, I had finished one already and said, yeah, this is going to be a consume. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> delicious. I mean, it, it yeah. was it's I mean, really good. You were, you were through one before we went live. Yes. Yeah. No, and I knew off the first sip, That's when though, I knew it was going to be good. Yeah. I can tell yeah. you almost right away off a first sip with an IPA, oh, shit, this is too hoppy. This is going to be rough, and I'm either going to have to hope this changes or, no, I can do this. I took a first sip and I thought, all right, I'm in. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Perfect. Tank, I know you're going to consume this one, right? I'll tell you what. If I was on that dive crew and I found that Julio Jones <laughs> studded <laughs> fucking earring that was like, a, what was that, $150,000? Yeah. That, some number. Supposedly, yeah. A lot of money, Diamond. I would take that money and I would buy a Scrooge McDuck money bin. <laughs> I'd fill it with these. This is the goodness right here. I love too hard. I also want to see a Scrooge McDuck vault filled with <laughs> two-hearted IPA. DuckTales would have been a whole fucking different show if he was just diving into a whole thing of beer. It would have been very different. Huey, Dewey, and Louie would have been concerned about their uncle. <laughs> I mean, they should have been concerned anyways that he's diving into a, a vault of cash. But It's no. less concerning yeah. if they have to hold an intervention, though. That's a good point. It's yeah. fine. It was the 80s. Capitalism, whatever. <laughs> hey, that shit's coming back. Yep, we're fucking right back in it. Anyways, I am also going to consume. This is going to be a triple consume on Bell's Too Hard to Nail. Such a good fucking beer. So smooth. You're right. It's not overly hoppy. No. To, Which I'm convinced so at this point that's what it's going to take. I, I, just, I am hops, just glad I that a beer past. that won like a prize. Yes, go lived fuck up yourself, the blindy. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, this is number one in my heart as far as IPAs go. And here's the other thing. Us in Ohio, and for those of you, I know we've got a lot of listeners in this area. This is... And you California, can, you can find this. Yeah, you, that's true. But you can find Too Hard to Dale around us. So you, yes. can, you can't find Pliny. So the, get yourself this. The this best beer. is when you find Too Hard on draft somewhere. That is a magical oh, night. Yeah. And by magical, I mean I black out. <laughs> 
Uh, they don't sell it on draft, but they do have two hard a day at Go Bananas Comedy Club in Cincinnati. So uh, there you go. Get your go see a comedy show and drink some two hard a day. I will also add in Fatheads Headhunters consume as well uh, since I did have that guest beer. I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to take my first sip. Take a sip. Oh, I see. I see on the side it says uncivilized and aggressive. I'm going to go. Uh, can I, before this I one? Oh, this one has also won some some medals as well. There's this, there's some silver awards, gold awards. Oh, there it is. Oh, Scott oh. looks like he's about to die. Oh. It tastes like bo. <laughs> oh God, it's uh. gross. No, I'm not. I'm not even gonna pretend. <laughs> I, that's no. I'm not finishing that. That's. I'm disgusting. also consuming the fathead, Scott. Clearly, that tastes like it. that tastes like it's on the verge of that double IPA. Wow, you're yeah. comparing it to the Great Lakes. Yeah, wow, not, well, it's not good. Th- there was a. I'm gonna flip. It tastes this. like I just seriously. It just tastes like I lick somebody's armpit who wasn't wearing deodorant. <laughs> I am it's about to gross. flip this table and still count. <laughs> That's about to happen. I'm not Scott gonna sell, sell it. it. No, no he'll sell I, it. I, I won't sell it. I won't. <laughs> just trumping me with this. Oh, <laughs> gross man. It's been consumer candidate brought to you Ooh. by Get Everything You. Go check them out. Uh, get everything you at gmail.com to place your order. Yeah, because we said get get everything you dot com, and it's like no, 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 that ain't it. Yeah, Brian's <laughs> like Brian's like, would you fucking listen to me? And I'm like, I, I'm trying to listen. In uh, our defense, and and Mike's mostly most everything's at dot com. So you just try. put whatever it is dot com, and you're good to go. So get everything you at gmail.com. Place your order. They do have new Who Day shirts. He also some, had new colors for... Uh, yes, there's some new colors, and there's also... He just rolled out some Huda orange and black. I will say, where's that? Where, what are Xavier colors? We, we need the Xavier one. Ooh. I'm ready for some Xavier colors. I'll rock some Xavier colors on the show. Uh, Tank, dude. What's up? Thank you so much for being here. Oh, yes. man, thanks for having me, guys. You. This is so we, good. Going, going from listener to contributor <laughs> has been an amazing experience. We, from the outhouse to the penthouse. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about earlier where people can find that video. Right where can they follow you? Where can they find your artwork? Very easy. If you want to uh, find me, go out on the internet. Uh, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram under at tankofalltrades.com, like Jack of All Trades, except tankofalltrades.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, tankofalltrades. Yeah, I threw a dot com and I don't even have a dot com. See what happened there. It's just how it goes. You just. Everything's yeah. .com. Yeah. yeah, see what happens? You know, it's like you, you sit around and drink a bunch of beers, and all of a sudden you start you know, not saying things right. Now people understand why I can't fucking talk in this show. Now everybody Please. understands why I can't get these damn black hockey players. <laughs> no, nobody gets that. Nobody understands. Oh, Whitey said you need flashcards. You name them shits then. I don't have to. I didn't double down. I don't give a shit. That's Anyways, what I'm saying. I'm going to go to my safe space after you said Whitey says you need flashcards <laughs> on, on black hockey players. Yeah. That was very racist of you. Oh, shit. Uh, guys, seriously. Whitey's always trying to hold me check, down. <laughs> check out WrestleArt Mania August 4th and all throughout August. Wells Tattoo. What, Wells & Co. in Dayton, Ohio. Wells & Go. Yep. Look them up online. You can also find them at 110 East 3rd Street in Dayton, Ohio. There you go. Tank, thanks so much for being thanks, on the show. Thanks, guys, on the show. As Appreciate always, it. you can follow us at Crafty Sports. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. I'm at Mike Burlon. Hit us up. Hit up the drunk line, 440-37-DRUNK. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Peace, we out.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 